0: Our institutions have become corrupt. Unconstitutional agencies are infringing on your rights. What will it take for you to open your eyes to the tyranny at hand? You're an American born with unalienable rights, yet those rights are being trampled every day by unelected busybodies. Your liberty was secured by strong men and women of yesterday. Are you willing to let it slip away? You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast with Jesse Jane. Jesse
1: James, Jesse James. Jesse
2: James, come on Jesse, Jesse I'm ready right now, time is a
3: waste, it, waste, it, waste, it, waste it.
1: During the biggest fire catastrophe in Canadian history, on June 2nd, there were over 100 forest fires in Quebec, with 10 of them out of control. The province's fire prevention agency says it only has the ability to fight 30 fires. This massive outbreak of fires was captured by longtime geological watchdog YouTube channel, Dutch Sensei.
0: Here's last night. Here's today. All of Southeast Quebec just caught on fire, guys. All of it. Insane. Insane. Look at that. The whole thing
1: all at once michael janich of the dutch sensei channel has been monitoring earthquakes and other geological activity for years successfully predicting earthquakes and issuing warnings when the usgs won't janich has often reported on fires that break out along the edge of the plate craton or fires that break out around volcanoes
0: all the way across central mexico from over here following all the way across over to here all fires all at once all yesterday not normal we don't normally see this so that being said i want to just show you what's there and we'll just go zoom in from over here all the way across to here let's just zoom in in the middle well we could start over on the left side or in the middle you'll see a bunch of little dots on the ground as i zoom in you'll see they're change from dots to actual volcanoes these are all volcanoes Every single one of these, the big ones and the small ones.
1: And he's captured images of what appears to be directed energy weapons, sparking California wildfires in 2020. But the fires from last week were not along the edge of the craton or near a volcano, as far as we know. The only other explanations would be that it was man-made and there was no sign of a directed energy weapon. It's
0: not just a Canadian forest fire problem anymore. I'm going to have to say it, guys. It looks like you got a problem going on up there that might be related to I don't know what do you think you think that these fires might be related to I don't know what do you think terrorism directed energy weapon war the Russians Chinese what are ourselves all the above What in you this level you're gonna burn out everybody you're gonna burn out all the natural wildlife and everything come on man even if you're an anarchist or something come on guys look dude I don't see you burning down the Federal Reserve. Not that you want to, I'm not telling you to. I didn't say that.
1: There was evidence of arson in the American West Coast wildfires and US climate czar John Kerry just called out for his instinct rebellion mob to be more militant.
4: We have to fight on multiple fronts simultaneously. This is the biggest organizational effort that I think we have faced um, certainly since World War II, but perhaps ever. We got to push more.
1: We gotta be more militant, maybe. Just like California and Australia, these fires will be blamed on cow farts and human civilization. The captured government of Canada is telling the people to stay out of the woods. They are ignoring volunteer firemen and asking Trudeau for the military and foreign workers to rebuild. The New World Order needs an excuse to lock us down one more time, and this could be it burning people out of their homes is an old tactic used for stealing their land
5: hold on tight patriots the road is going to be a bumpy one these new world order technocrats are hell-bent on controlling every aspect of human movement through a digital blockchain system learn the lost skills your grandparents had as we prepare for a planetary battle against evil globalists that want your soul you're listening to the dangerous info podcast
2: Ah, yes, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is Monday, 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 August 14th, 2023. This is the Dangerous Info Podcast. Welcome to the spiritual battle of our lives. Tonight's episode is episode 107, A Dangerous Lunatic Farmer featuring Joel Salatin. You guys are going to like this one. It's going to be a big show with Joel tonight. I want you guys to remember this. Go to DangerousOffGrid.com where you're going to learn to grow food, all right? This is for the people who want the fastest, easiest way to produce healthy, delicious meat, eggs, and vegetables because you know that growing food, that's your only way of protecting yourself against what's coming, what's ahead, and learning how to grow food is going to help protect yourself, your family, from what's coming, the future, these crazy laser beams, the crazy climate change that they want you to believe in. You guys, just go to DangerousOffGrid.com. It doesn't matter if you're going to learn this year or learn next year. You need these skills, all right? You can employ them any time of the season, all right? So depending on where you're at, knowledge is key here. Go to DangerousOffGrid.com and learn how to get these skills that you're going to need for your family as we head to this crazy, crazy crazy-ass future, all right? All right, I want to give a current monthly subscriber shout-out. To our monthly subscribers right now. These are the ones that help us pay the bills around here every month. We have Fire Doug, Ryan Mansfield Show, Carmen Rosario, Jill Bark, Chad Geyer, Mark Javier, Cheryl E., Manny Espejo, Biffer Mac, Hamhock, Mike Davis, Dwayne and Teresa Lozowski, Michelle Yerkes, Pastor Eric King, and Heidi Human. If you guys want to join in and be a multi-subscribe star, you can do that, too. Just scroll down into the uh, description of tonight's show, and you'll see ways to uh, to help support the show. You guys can be uh, become supporters. Get your name read out here just like these ones are, all right? So we have a bunch of other ones whose name aren't red because they don't want their name read, and that's all the different levels that are there for everybody to go to, and you can make your choice, all right? This is a—what um, oh, do I want to call it, Outcast. This is a— uh, a, not a buy and sell but a, a free trade a free market kind of system right here on the show we're giving you information some inf- entertainment and a lot of knowledge and you guys are able to support us whether sharing or whether funding monthly or if you want to go to the subscribe star or so uh, uh, sorry the uh super chats you can go to dangerous super com and you can also give us a one time if you want throw some comments here on the show and uh that's how we do it so let's get rolling brother how you doing out, Kaz?
6: I am blessed in the battle. How about you, brother? How's
2: everything sound good? Or sound out there? Good. Good. All right. Yeah, good. So far, so good. Well, listen, I, before we get going, I know last week we had an echo in the live stream because I had some stuff that I was trying out. And I'm trying it out still right now. So I think we're doing good. Um, it looks like we're doing all right. So I just want to make sure that the, the audience out there on the live streams, everybody over on Rumble and Twitch and Pilled Foxhole and Twitter... Clout and DLive, make sure, or Clout Hub DLive, and make sure everybody's sounding good. Uh, you can hear us good. No echoes. I see everybody doing. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Music lover. Thank you. Yes. So we're, we're all set, you guys. And uh, you know what, Outcast? before we get into it too deep here, we have uh, Joel Salentin coming on in about 20 minutes. But before we do that, I want to make a couple announcements. I want you guys to understand that you can go and anytime, leave us a voicemail, all right? If you want to leave us a voicemail for the show and I can play on the show, uh, go. you can do that anytime during the week and I'll check them at the end of every day uh, and get them prepared for the show. So if you want to leave us a voicemail here on the show, call us at 248-238-8155, all right? Outcast, don't you do it. <clears throat> Just call me directly, all right? <laughs> all right. Unless you want to leave some, some sweet prayer or something, then you can do that, but... Uh, um, I want you guys to join our new Instagram page. Uh, it's been growing quite a bit here in the last uh, last week. So, if you guys, uh, we got to get those numbers way up. It's rookie numbers, I'm telling you. Um, we got to get those uh, numbers up before I have to uh, throw a do weapon on it. So, uh, need your help in doing that. All right. So, go over to uh, Dangerous uh, Dangerous Info Podcast on Instagram. Um, trying to grow that. Trying to get everybody away from my personal page and onto that one. Uh, just so I can, you know, separate it look just a little bit. Um, also, we have another iTunes review outcast. I want to read it for you. Okay. All right. Ready? Uh, this came in Wednesday, just last week. Um, from It says Mikey J. It says, eye opener. You gave us a five-star review outcast. Check that out. Um, it says, about five months ago, I woke up and I was confused on trying to figure out the truth. And one day I was looking up conspiracy theory podcast for the fun of it. When I stumbled upon this gem here, it's helped me understand so much of what I suspected was happening and made my mind straight again. And it's a very Christian based podcast and has encouraged me to deepen my relationship with God. I shared this podcast with a few people already and one friend absolutely loves this as well. Thank you guys. And God bless you. Let's go Brandon. So yes, thank you, Mikey J. And if you guys want, thanks
6: for the good feedback.
2: Excellent. Yes. If you guys want to, uh, start doing that again, you know, leave us iTunes reviews and I'll read them every week. I mean, remember Outcast, we used to do that all the time in the beginning. We have a bunch of them in there, Um, but we haven't done it forever because, you know, I guess people stopped um, writing them. But, you know, I I encourage you guys to go out there and if you're listening on iTunes, please give us a five star if if we're worth it and um, leave us a review. I'll read it. And I also I made it, it. It's real fancy. I put on a story um my instagram story over on the show at dangerous info podcast and um so you know i'll put those out there and give you guys a shout out so this one again like i said mikey j so thank you over on instagram or on uh itunes uh reviews so outcast man we got a lot to do and uh before we do it why don't you give us a a prayer protection uh like you do so we can get into this stuff because we're going to talk some heavy things here in this opening
6: okay um dear heavenly father Holy, holy, holy is your name, Lord God Almighty. You are the God who was and is and is to come. Um, Lord, we cannot uh, thank you enough for all that you've done for us, every answered prayer. Sometimes the answer is no, but you always answer our prayers. We thank you for the doors that you've closed, the wrong doors that were closed, and the proper doors that were opened. Uh, We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, Lord, um, that guides us. Uh, in our connection with you, it guides us in our connection to other believers. The Holy Spirit uh, convicts our heart when we're when we're on the wrong path. Uh, the Holy Spirit gives us a sense of peace, um, and when we are disobedient to you, Lord, it breaks our heart to know that we quench that Holy Spirit. It's like putting a red hot coal right in the fire when we do that, Lord. And help us to stay on the straight and narrow path with you. Uh, we thank you for that straight and narrow path that you've guided us onto. We thank you for the lamp, for being a lamp at our feet on that path. We thank you, Lord, for food and clothing and shelter and heat and electricity and water to drink and bathe in. Um, people in, um, Maui right now don't even have that, Lord. We thank you for every basic provision. We thank you for refrigerator to keep our food cold. Uh, we are truly pampered. We are truly blessed. We are like Kings compared to many people in the world. And we don't, uh, we don't, uh, that doesn't pass us up, Lord. We understand how blessed we are, Lord. We invite you into this podcast. We want you to be an active participant. Um, Inflect upon our souls the things that you want us to convey. Uh, give us those bright flashes of ideas that we can just just comes in and just sparks us, and then we can share with our listeners. Lord, we thank you for every listener that we have. There are people out there that are struggling with all kinds of things. They might be a caregiver for a sick or elderly parent. Um, they might be the caregiver for uh, a handicapped uh, family member. Lord, we know that you're with those people, and we ask that you uh, comfort them and help them to know that you're near and that they're appreciated, even though when life makes them feel like they're not appreciated. um lord, we um we th- we th- ask that you, um, be our guidance and their guidance, everybody listening's guidance. Um, We ask that you participate in this podcast with Joel Salatin. He is a brother in the Lord, and we are so grateful to call him that. And we know he comes with a a boatload of information and knowledge like our previous guests. We we feel just abundantly blessed with these great guests, Lord, and we thank you for guiding them to us and helping us uh, to find them as well. Lord, be with all three of us and be with every single one single one of our listeners out there. May our listeners feel blessed and anointed by uh, the information that we're going to share and uh, uh, keep us all close at hand with you under your shelter, Lord. We thank you for your hedge of protection around us daily. Um, all this is possible, Lord. This communication with you right now, this, this podcast, everything is possible because of you, because of uh, your son, Jesus Christ, who came and died on the cross for us. Um, so that we can be reconciled with you. So the veil could be torn and that, uh, we could have a gateway, uh, to reconciliation with you and complete forgiveness for our flawed natural state that we're in, uh, before we knew you, Lord, bless all of our endeavors, bless our families, bless our health, everyone listening out there, bless them as well, Lord, in Jesus Christ's holy name, we pray all these things. Amen.
2: Amen, brother. I, I noticed you had a little, little tough spot there going through there. I don't know. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know.
6: Um, my, my wife is, uh, she's an only child and she's been taking care of uh, her parents a lot. And, um, I wasn't thinking it was going to hit me like that, but, um, sometimes it's a thankless job and sometimes, you know, yeah. people feel like, well, I don't want to get too far into it. But then I started when I said this, somebody might be a caregiver for a handicapped loved one. And I don't know why that choked me up. I just, uh, I have, I have some friends that have, have autistic kids and stuff like that. And yep. it just, it, it kind of hit me in the heart a little bit.
2: Well, it, it hits di- everybody different, and, and I know what you mean. I mean, you, because you relate to something else, and you're a good human. That's why. You know, you're a good, godly human, and um, it, it's a real feeling. It's real. You can't, Jesse, when, when it hits Jesse, you.
6: I, yep. Just for the record, I got to say, on my own, on my when I was trying to do it on my own, people who've known me in my past, um, they might have said I was a nice guy or a funny guy, different things like that, but I wasn't a good guy. I was I was self-serving. I was selfish. I was, um <clears throat> um
2: Maybe, know. yeah, but yeah, maybe so. But we all have a past, past, and, and look at you now. You're, we know what you, you're the person you are now because you've been through things.
6: Uh, I'm not who I used to be, but I'm not where I should be. But God's working on me. I'm well, on my way.
2: Well, we're all on a journey, brother, and I, I believe you're on the one of the greatest journeys right now. <clears throat> I'm glad. I'm glad to be here with you. Uh, we're, we're going through a lot of things, you know, and um, we're we're witnessing a lot of things. And, and as you mentioned right there, uh, yeah. Maui, Good. Maui, uh, Paradise, California. You guys, everywhere, Australia—they're trying to gaslight you. They're trying to make you think that these things are all done with climate change. These things are all do weapons, you guys. My opinion: everything that we're seeing over here, this is not natural. This is all done. These 15-minute cities—it's all happening now. This is the UN agenda: uh, the sustainable uh, sustainable development agenda 2030. I've been talking about it for years. Okay, I, I brought you into the fold. Quite a long time ago, uh, we're still yeah. seeing it. Uh, n- none of this surprises me. Uh, it pains me to see these people suffer. It pains me to see people so uh, um, blind to the fact of what's happening to them. All right, we- I'm not surprised one bit when I saw this news come on. Then I was, you know, waiting in my mind. I was like, you know what? We're gonna see some muddy's videos. We're gonna see some do weapons. We're gonna see some lasers coming out of the sky, and it's all. Real weaponry, guys. It's Lockheed Martin weapon. It's Ray, Raytheon weaponry. All right. This is the military industrial co- industrial complex. that's happening to us right now? And until these people wake up, I'm talking about you guys watching the show right now, but uh, the media is not going to help you. Media is not your friend. Okay. They're going to lie to you. That's all they do. They lie to you. They have the spirit of, of Satan with them. Okay. Hollywood, they're the spirit of Satan. All right. All these globalists, these bankers. All this military industrial complex, that's all spirit of Satan. They know the battle they're in. They know the battle they're in with us. We, for the most part, do not know we're in a battle with these people. All right? Like I said before, they're trying to make you think this stuff is happening by natural causes. There's nothing natural about these new weapons, you guys. It's happening. It's being caught. It's being recorded. All right? It's time to wake up. It's time... I know I'm talking to, to to the choir here because you guys have been with us for a long time. You guys know what's going on, all right. We've done shows on do weaponry before. We've done shows. Just scroll back, Ocast, What's that one I gave you earlier? Something in the '40s or something, right? Uh, yeah. One of those early ones. Uh, we talked about this before because it's happened before, and it's going to keep happening. All right, they're taking up this valuable land. Go ahead, Alcast.
6: Oh no, no, no. I, I, I have, you're you're on a roll. I don't want to interrupt, but I, I. As soon as I saw it, it didn't make sense. I mean, let's let's. uh, Before I knew that the World Economic Forum had just announced that they wanted Maui as an entire smart uh, smart city location, I didn't know that yet. When I first started hearing about my my friend Laura, who's a regular listener to the show, Sister in the Lord, she um, she's like, "What do you think?" What do I'm like, I have no idea what to even think right now. But I will tell you this: this is my first gut. This is my first time. We're talking about islands where, since um, for millennia. Uh, it, they were formed by molten lava. Molten lava, um, a volcano in the center of them, and lava runs down through these islands on a regular basis, and they don't have wildfires,
2: right? Okay, yep.
6: Red flag number one. Oh, this is wild, wildfires. Uh, global warming. They had a dry season. Baloney. No. Nope. And and then when you start hearing the little tidbits like this was slotted, they've already de- designated this area for uh, you know smart cities. It's just like.
2: Yeah, it's yep. another, it's another, like I keep saying, they want to control every aspect of human movement and they're going to do it unless we stop them and push back. All these people's homes and all this property that's on the coastline, uh, think of Hurricane Katrina. They control hurricanes too, you guys. Don't think they don't. They have weapons mounted on the ground and up in, in planes that can do that stuff, okay? So, so if you don't think they can do that, Go, go look again they can do this stuff okay it's the military what's, what's industrial their, com- complex that we're
6: what's the key what's the key search words you want people to search for when they're looking for this stuff Jesse uh, you Harbour. can go
2: to you can go to Dutch sense in on on YouTube you can yeah uh, you know, he's always do, uh, showing these things you can go to look listen to Dave uh, uh, Dane Wagington, uh from climate uh what is he he's uh geoengineeringwatch.org. Um, you can
6: geoengineering watch is also on Instagram too.
2: Yep. You can go listen to Jim Lee. He's with climateviewer.com. Um, there's a lot of different places to go and listen to this stuff. You can go right here to the dangerous info podcast. All right. Uh, but, but you have to get, you guys have to go search on this stuff. This stuff there there's promotional. I was searching earlier today. There are promotional, um, uh, broadcast out there from these companies like lockheed martin they have one you can go out and look at a whole bunch of them all right yeah they have all this stuff so yeah okay let's go ahead and keep keep talking here before i'm gonna bring joe into the green room
6: well for the fun of it i want to bring this up I, I i you can interject when you want yeah based on what you thought of it but my wife and i were sho- kind of shocked at when we saw this movie this is this is an eight, 1985 flick that came out with uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, I don't I don't even remember it hardly. I don't even th- I don't know if it was even a blip on the radar. You got me All to watch it the other night.
2: <laughs> uh
6: huh. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if 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 it's a actually considered a good movie or not. It's a pretty cheesy classic eighties movie okay uh but i don't even remember it's not on my radar i remember a lot of 80s flicks but this one wasn't on there but the timing is really interesting uh it, it adds a lot of insult to injury that on the very weekend that we find out friday or i think it was fridays when it started we find out about maui and we find out how bad it is uh and then uh amc just decides to show this kind of an obscure 85 flick called real genius is that what it was called
2: yeah real, real genius,
6: genius? So if you guys want to look it up just be prepared it starts out it's very cheesy 80s with all the classic cheesy music and everything but the basic premise is um there's a school for the gifted and to graduate from the college or the high school of gifted uh they have to create a laser beam and then they find out that their teacher takes i don't want to ruin the plot but you guys can watch it for yourself but there's a lot of little symbology everywhere but they the teacher takes the 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 laser that they finally create they, it takes a long process to create it just right and then they realize that he's going to take it to the military where they're going to they're going to transfer it to satellites or something on a plane that can pinpoint accurately burn or destroy anybody on the ground and um just to, for the fun of it this isn't this isn't hard math but my wife and I were kind of thinking about it and I think that that movie came out about 33 years ago
2: yeah 85 33 is a great number that they love to use those numbers so yeah, yeah you're, so, you're, you're right onto it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. not, it's look, you guys, this is all pre- predictive programming kind of stuff, right? It's all the military industrial mean, complex that, that we always talk about.
6: Yeah. But, but I mean, like even on the, on the humiliation ritual part of it, they're, they're humiliating Ted Turner, whoever owns AMC is humiliating us by showing us this flick yep. and all the, the, the people who are asleep, all our friends and family who are dead asleep. are just like,
1: Oh, cool. this old lady
6: movie. Yeah. Right. And then we're sitting there, the people that are awake and going, Man, what a slap in the face! Well,
2: we're These pointing at the TV save right there. There it is, right there. Yep. Yeah. yeah so, and then
6: there was other things in the movie, like little tidbits in the movie. Look out for like one scene. There's a Ouija board hanging on the wall. Then down the street, there's a a burger joint they like to go to called Purgatory. It's got a devil on the sign. Um, uh,
2: <laughs> it's that's Hollywood. That's I, I what Hollywood think, does. Yeah. That's what I Hollywood's know, know doing now. forever. You know, it, like, if I
6: would have saw it, even if even if I would have saw it back then, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known what I was looking at. I was just like, oh, okay, yeah,
2: we wouldn't have going. known then, but uh, you know, we know now, and that's why we're here with everybody else to help, uh, you know, inform everybody what's going on. And I know a lot of our our, um, our uh, listeners know what 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 that is because you guys have been watching us uh, for a while and you understand the vibe. And we've got some few new people over here. Look up, look down, and classical chick over here on Pilled uh, Foxhole. Welcome to the welcome to the stream, you guys. And um, we have a nice lively screen tonight and, you know, we're going to go into this break and on the other side of the break, we're going to come back with a very smart man with a lot of solutions to all these issues that we're talking about. Uh, You know, last week we had Marjorie uh, Wildcraft on. We talked about a lot of solutions with her about how to take care of some things on your land, your property, what to do, um, because that's what we do on the show. This information is dangerous to their globalist plans, all right? It empowers us. But it's dangerous to them. So on the other side of this, we'll be we'll be back, and um, we're going to get into it. There's there's a lot of stuff here to talk to Joel about tonight, and um, I can't wait to get into it. So Outcast, uh, we'll see you on the on the other side. Everybody else, if you want to send us a super chat uh, to get in on the show, go to su- dangeroussuperchats.com. All right, that's dangeroussuperchats.com, and we'll be right back after these short messages.
0: Portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Vice... Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. No. Today's Countdown to the Royal Wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports Update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the Press. Data Download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning, sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet, sponsored by Pfizer.
5: Do you want to be a sponsor of the Danger Simple podcast? it's quick and easy to do fellow patriots simply go to subscribestar.com buzzsprout.com or any other support choices listed in the description of this episode and join us today we aren't beholden to mainstream media narratives because we aren't mainstream media if that's important to you then we need your support to continue to grow and spread the message of free speech and the truth we are just one small show out here competing with these globalist funded script reading shit shows We aren't down with dystopian nonsense, we're down with freedom-loving, liberty-seeking, patriots like yourselves. We are the Dangerous Info Podcast. Please join us today. Stay dangerous, my patriot friends. Stay dangerous.
7: Lockheed Martin produces systems that do everything from detect the threats to identify the threats, determine whether it's a threat to the aircraft, and then employs the appropriate weapon, in this case, a laser weapon system. What we're hearing from our customers is that they need a layered, multi-domain, defensive approach that can be integrated across platforms to neutralize these threats across all those domains. Imagine an aircraft equipped with a laser system with the capability to be able to neutralize a threat at the speed of a lightning strike, the precision of a surgical scalpel.
2: All right, you guys, welcome back to the Dangerous Info Podcast. I am Jesse James. He is Outcast. And coming up next, we have a dangerous lunatic farmer his name is joel salatin now check this out outcast in 1961 william and lucille salatin moved their young family to virginia's shenandoah valley they purchased most of the worn out eroded abused farm area or farm in the area near staunton using nature as a pattern and their children uh, they and their children began healing and innovation that now supports three generations you guys disregarding conventional wisdom the Salatins planted trees built huge compost piles, dug dug ponds, moved cows daily with portable electric fencing, and invented portable sheltering systems to to produce all their animals on perennial prairie polycultures. And OutKast, I use some of that here. Uh, Today, the farm arguably represents America's premier non-industrial food production oasis. Uh, believing that the creator's design is still the best pattern for the biological world, the Saltons family, the Salton family invites like-minded folks like us to join the farm's mission. And here's their mission to develop emotionally, economically, environmentally enhancing agricultural enterprises, facilitate their duplication throughout the world. The Saltons continue to refine their models to push environmentally friendly farming practices towards a new levels of expertise. And Joel, welcome to the show, brother. I'm glad to see you. <laughs> it's awesome. Hey,
4: great, great to be with you. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, it's
2: awesome. Me on. I, I I told uh, Outcast. Here's uh, Outcast. He's sitting here with us. Mm-hmm. I um I told him uh, a lot about you. Now, I I found you years ago, Joel, and um I've, I've got your books. You guys, he's got the greatest books ever. Here's three of them. Uh, this is uh folks, this ain't normal. Great book. You can farm. Another one. And this one, this is the one I really like. Everything I want to do is illegal. This book is awesome, you guys, and it'll really get you thinking. So, Joel, welcome to the show. Polyface Farms, you guys. Polyfacefarms.com is where you can find him. Uh, the website, go over there because Joel's up to all kinds of good stuff, you guys. Um, he's dangerous, just like us. So, Joel, welcome to the show, and I, I'm, I'm elated that you're here. <laughs> That's awesome.
4: I'm glad, glad to be with you.
2: Well, you know, we, we, you saw our intro there. You saw a little little bit of it there. We were talking about the Maui fires and, and the, you know, what the government is up to, no good and everything. And I know you've had your run ins with uh, no good and military industrial complex type. uh, Just, you know, we're all affected by it, whether it's the war on microbes and, you know, farming and monoculture versus, you know, uh, permaculture. I mean, where where are you at today? Because last time I heard you, Uh, or when I got into, it was like 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. And I was like, wow, this guy, I never thought I'd be, you know, be talking to you here on a, on a show like this.
4: Yeah. So, yeah. So here we are. I mean, I, I guess the, the best, um, the best intro for you guys is to, um, just explain that. Yeah. I know you're aware of all the, the shock waves going through agriculture with, um, you know, with Putin's invasion of Ukraine, and uh, you know, fertilizer up four hundred percent, and and uh, you know, wheat down, and all this stuff, and and what's what's been really cool for us is since our farm doesn't use any chemical fertilizer, and we don't use any imported grains, we use all local local GMO free grains from farmers that we know, and Perfect. we generate our own fertility from our own compost. We have literally sat on the sidelines on this whole debacle, and and been unaffected by it. And, and I think uh, I, I think that this this level of of um, disengagement um, in disengagement from the system is incredibly healthy. Uh, you know, uh, we, we we've been told for decades, um, let you know let let Monsanto take care of you let the let the imports take care of you you know now 20% of america's food is now imported that's never been the in, the case in the past cuz maybe at jamestown but otherwise it's it's all imported it well, take care of you um, yep and, uh, and and so you know we we've had this idea that somebody else will take care of you and then um and then you'll have more time for, to sit and watch the football games. You'll have more time to go to soccer games. you have more chance to go to a Caribbean cruise. And so we've done that. We've bought Hot Pockets and Lunchables and, and, and eaten at Happy Meals and, and you know, eliminated our, our home larder and eliminated gardening and eliminated canning and, and the larder and, and everything. And then all of a sudden, here comes a black swan like covid and Putin kind of all at the same time and, and, and defund the police and BLM. And, 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 suddenly, suddenly the store, the store shelves are empty and, and those, and we're realizing that those of us who dared to engage in, in, in the mundane foundations of life, like, like food prepping, like uh, making our own compost, um, th- we're, those of us who engaged in that, who didn't buy the the um the sales pitch of of you'll be free look you you know you'll have freedom those of us who continued to do these mundane chores of life we're actually the free ones there you we're go the free ones yeah the, the ones that are enslaved the ones that are enslaved are the ones that took the bait took the took the hook line and sinker of dependency and and and, and slavery to the system and they're the ones that are out uh, um, you know, having a lot of trouble. So it's, it's been, it's been an incredibly affirming time for us on our farm to, to get confirmation that yes, um, staying in the game, um, cleaning the toilets, making our own food, uh, canning the garden produce, planting green beans, butchering chickens, uh, that actually leads not to slavery, it actually leads to depend to, to freedom. You cannot have freedom without participation. We've been told you can you can have freedom and you don't have to participate in anything. Well, I got news for you. Uh you can only have freedom if you participate.
2: Yeah. Love love hearing that. Outcast, what do you think so far? Is he speaking our game or what?
4: Oh yeah,
6: absolutely. It's um it's it's interesting to hear his perspective because he's watching it play out you know i joel i'm just gonna I'm stream of consciousness kind of loose question here but um <laughs> you know we we know that um having your hands in the dirt and working hard connects you to god mm-hmm. and and i know that you're a spiritual guy do you do you find that um i mean it, i also see a correlation with people being falling away from god but also being in the system of being cared for and then people who provide for themselves being closer to god because they're you know do you, do you see a correlation there yourself does that make sense
3: Oh,
4: oh, uh yeah! N- n- no question, no question. the the visceral the visceral participation in something that's bigger than you is 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 so critical. And right now, today, the average American is living in a fantasy world, living in a fantasy land. We we've built it through video games, social media, the internet, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, uh, w- literally, I-, I mean, look look at TV shows that are all fantasy based i mean mm-hmm. it's it's incredible um you know where's where's real life like mayberry rfd or the waltons or you know or that's, Little house on a prairie right? that's what we're searching right. for we can't find it <laughs> exactly and, and so what happens what happens when a person um, gets their hands in the dirt and actually grows some herbs you know even if even if you don't have any land you're you growing in a little uh, tube you know on your on your uh, um patio uh, but 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 when you when you engage when you engage viscerally with with living things um suddenly you realize whoa uh th- this world is not at the end of my fingertips and and there is um uh, you guys i know you're well aware that there is an absolute homestead tsunami going on in this country yeah. there is a migration from the urban to the rural sector uh that is that is part of a migration from uh, blue States to red States, but, but, but the the urban to rural is more, uh, is more direct. And, uh, I mean, there's still plenty of opportunity in red in in blue States, uh, in rural areas. And, and there's a, there's a, um, an awakening understanding that if the wheels fall off, I don't want to be stuck in the city. And the thing about being in the city is you are surrounded constantly, constantly surrounded by things that, that, People did, you know, roads, traffic lights, automobiles, buildings. But in the country, a lot of your life surrounded by things that God made uh, that are that are out of your hands. You can't make a tree. You can't make a flower. You can't make a deer. You can't make a, you know, a, a, a buzzard for that matter. And so so um, there is a there is a great um, psychological and philosophical uh, effect that happens when you are more immersed in in things that are that are beyond your control that that aren't just um, hu- that aren't just hubris that aren't just um, manipulated it's it's a it's a powerful thing and and that's one reason why rural areas vote conservatively and urban areas tend to vote more liberally uh, because because the conservative understands cycles seasons good evil um, um, you know morals. production and and non production yeah yeah uh understands those people. morals yeah all those things are more understood because you know uh when you're working with with biology you know, you can't you can't you can't scream at a cow and have her respond well uh you can't mistreat a tomato plant and get tomatoes um and so so that kind of understanding uh, creates common sense that we don't see uh, um in in the in the in the significant urban sector at least at least not as much i mean are there certainly you know common sense there yes there is but um but it's it's not as prevalent and that's why we see this this tremendous divide and division between rural and urban today it's it's getting it's getting deeper and wider
2: yeah it is big time and you know i i, I, I tend to think sometimes that's done on purpose i mean obviously they You know, they make these divides, you know, the uh, everything from education to Hollywood to everything you were just talking about there, Joel, that um, look how bad the education system is here and what it's done to indoctrinate generations of children to become, you know, just unaware adults. And, uh, you know, luckily we have people that are still with their hands in the dirt, hands of God down in there actually doing real things. I mean, uh, it's just it doesn't surprise me anymore of all these new things that are coming out from, you know, whether it's the World Economic Forum, it's all Agenda 2030 stuff. None of it, uh, even like, like, like we said earlier, the, uh, the, the, the whole Maui thing that happened there doesn't surprise me one bit. It saddens me, breaks my heart to see these people going through these things. But we're going to see more of it. It's going to keep coming. So, you know, our, our biggest thing here on the show is to, you know, of course, talk about these things, but also solutions. You know, getting people out in, in, in like you said, get people out into the yard. Get them out into the dirt. Teach them things. I mean, you know, your, your good friend and our good friend here, Marjorie Wildcraft, she's on here uh, every, what, is the first Monday of every month. She was just on last week. And uh, I texted her today, told her, you're on, and she's all excited and happy. So um, maybe she's watching. Don't know. But she's down there in Puerto Rico. Anyway, um, you know, we're, 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 she's, you know, we – uh, we have the the grow sponsorship, uh, the grow network with her too. So we're one of her affi- affiliates uh, in in growing food and you know her seminars and all that stuff. And I know you guys do a ton of seminars. I mean, you have something going on pretty much every weekend, don't
4: you? Uh, just about, just about either either a tour or a seminar, a gathering of some sort, uh, yeah. uh an on farm you know edutainment, uh, something going on. And you know uh, what what you're saying is so um, is so true. Um, and this is just a thought that I've had, you know, recently. You know, Bill Gates. Uh, Bill Gates has been very public that he believes we need about uh, two thirds of the world population to be gone. Yeah. Um, some, somehow. Okay. Now I just want you to think a minute. That this is a great question to ponder. If you really believed that that saving humanity required exterminating two-thirds of the world's population what could you ethically and morally justify and 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 when you ask that question you realize very quickly everything is on the table everything is on there is nothing there is nothing that's off the table if you actually believed that two-thirds of the humans on the planet needed to be gone, uh, in order, in order, in order to be the savior, in order to be the savior of humanity. And so, you know, we're, we're dealing with, we're dealing with, with, uh, with minds that are, um, you and I don't think like this, you know, we, we don't think, we just don't think like this. And, and I can tell, you, you know, on our farm, for example, uh, with our, because we move the cows every day to I'll just talk about cows for a minute because cows are the new demon. You know, they're the new demon. Oh yeah. They're the the earth killers. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Planet discussion. All right. (laughs) So, so the deal about the the reason the planet has so many herbivores from elephants to zebras to whatever. and, And, and remember 500 years ago, the planet had twice as many herbivores as it does today. Um, and so if herbivores are death on the planet, you know, why didn't the planet die 500 years ago? But anyway, um, here, here's, here's the problem. The problem is that the, the cows are not following nature's template. When you look at herbivores in nature, they're moving, they're mobbing and they're mowing. They're, they're moving onto new ground all the time, They're not locked up in the same place. They're, they're, um, they're mobbing for, and they're mowing. They're not eating dead cows and dead chickens and, and chicken feathers and, 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 um, you know, leftover ho-ho cakes from a Pillsbury factory that had a bad batch turnout. And so, so moving, mobbing, mowing is the, is nature's template. And that's what we've done on our farm. We've got, we've, we've taken that template and we've, um, we've mimicked it. We've, we've duplicated it. And, and right now our County average in production is about eighty cow days per acre. In other words, a cow day is what one cow will eat in one day. So, so if you took all the food you ate today and put it on a plate, that'd be one person person day of food. All right. So, a cow day is what one cow will eat in a day. So, in our county, the average is eighty. On our farm, um, on our farm, we go typically over three hundred. So we're like four times the county average. And, and but but the problem is the agriculture community does not um, uh, um, does not believe nature's template is actually the right way. They'd rather invest in chemicals, uh, artificial intelligence, you know, all sorts of things instead of just saying, how can we duplicate the way things were, you know, 500 years ago, North America produced more food than it does today. More yeah. food than it does today. Yep. We, we had, uh, up toward, you know, 200 million bison, Uh, We had 2 million wolves that needed 20 pounds of meat a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had 200 million beavers that made 8% of the North American landmass water from beaver ponds. Today, we're less than 4%, which means we don't have uh, evapotranspiration. We don't have the mass effect of water of, of ameliorating ambient temperature because of the mass of water. Um, you know, all sorts of issues. We don't have the springs and, and uh, um, aquifers being refilled from the, you know, from the, um, uh, the, bond, the beaver ponds. And, and then there were birds, you know, Audubon sat under a tree and like 1830 recorded in his diary said, I haven't been able to see the sun for three days because the flock of passenger pigeons flying over. Ah, uh, the blotted out the sun for three days. Has anybody seen wow. a flock of birds big enough to blot out the sun for no. three days? Um, N- N- Native Native American lore has stories of of these passenger pigeons coming in and and, and perching so heavily on trees uh, that that in the morning the the Native Americans would wake up and look out and it just looked like church steeples where the, the pigeons had broken off all the branches and there was an inch of poop on the ground. I wow, mean, you, you know you just you just can't imagine uh, uh, this kind of stuff. And so our question here at our farm has, has not been, what's the latest, greatest gadget. And and we're not Luddites. We don't hate technology, but rather it is let's study how this abundance occurred back then and duplicate it on that template. So we build ponds, we move cows every day. We, we run chickens and cows together you know, in, in a in a, in a, a complex symbiotic relationship. Uh, and, and so the whole thing is about duplication and and our production is, you know, is, is three, four times the county average. So if the neighbor would do it, the next neighbor would do it, the next neighbor would do it, and the whole state would do it, the whole country would do it. My goodness, we can't even imagine, you know, what could be, I mean, we're, we're, we're spending $5 billion a year uh, um, fighting forest fires. If all that carbon were chipped if we crank up the chainsaws and, and and cut all those dead trees and thin those woods and and uh uh, uh practice good you know permaculture um, uh, forestal uh you know stewardship we we wouldn't have to buy a single uh a single ounce of chemical fertilizer Putin can invade ukraine and we can sit back and laugh and say <laughs>
2: Who, who cares <laughs> right like,
4: who cares? you know but, so, but, but, but there's, there's a reason, reason right there's, there's a, a reason for all that well i mean the, the the reason i mean whether it's whether you want to say it's conspiracy uh duplicity stupidity uh ignorance or whatever i mean there's 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 a million there's a million reasons for it yeah. but um but 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 the but the fact the fact is it, it's not necessary that that's the thing that, you know, the, the tragedy of the human experience is not that we're lazy and don't do things, man. You know, we do a lot of things. All of our calendars are full. The tragedy of the human experience is that we're successful at the wrong things. Yeah. So we, we hit, the, we hit the bullseye of the wrong target. And, and, uh, and, and that's, you know, that's the, that's the tragedy. Wow. Al-Cass, okay. he's,
2: he's seen, seen a lot really of important, important things right there. there. Right what do what do you have, have to, to respond, respond with?
6: I, it's a lot of data, but I'm just loving, I'm like my, where my brain is drifting while he's talking about this is like the concept that that cows could cause a problem when like he's saying in anti, you know, in, in the beginning of the earth there was all these wild animals grazing and eating and pooping and grazing and eating and pooping. And, and all it did was create a lush, beautiful environment. And we're being told by a bunch of uh, pencil neck goofballs from the World Economic Forum that somehow uh, we've got to change our thinking that this is the problem and the cow farts are killing us. I, I cannot believe the gaslighting and how, st- the, how stupid they must think we are. And all of my neighbors who got their fancy degrees sitting on their wall are buying right into it because they think they're so smart and they, they listen to other smart people. And it all comes back to God's perfect creation is the answer to everything. Uh, Joel, I got a question for you. It's kind of an origin story. Uh, was it God that led you to the land or did the land lead you to God? That's what I want to know.
4: <laughs> <Good one. laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, so so I'm blessed at having, uh, I, I grew up here. Uh, my mom and dad, uh, just a, a bit of our backstory. So dad Dad flew, uh, flew um, in the Navy in World War II. And um, after World War II, he went to Indiana University on the GI Bill and um, met mom there. She was getting her master's in health and phys ed education. For, uh, and, and, but dad's Dad's dream, even from, from teenage, was he wanted to go to a developing country. He saw the U.S. as already uh, 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 an over-bloated, over-bloated place, over-socialized place. He said, I want to go where there's really... True, uh, you know, free markets and and uh, you know his his degree was in um, business administration, and so he he set his sight on South America. I'm going to go to South America, land of opportunity. This is post World War II, okay, and, uh, and and a lot of people did, you know, Paraguay, Uruguay, Brazil, Argentina. I'm um, you know, uh, and, and so so he got on with uh, Texas Oil Company as a bilingual accountant. And uh, he he learned Spanish quickly. He was very gifted at language. And so he got on with Texas Oil Company, went to Venezuela. And in about um, uh, five years, he was able to save enough money to buy a thousand acre farm out in the highlands of of Venezuela, started raising chickens and um, all the indigenous. So this is, you know, 1950, 54, 55. And. um, and you know, in those in those countries at that time, there was no refrigeration. So in the cities, so what would happen? The, the, the farmers, you know how those Latin American countries are. The farmers bring their stuff in. You know, the banana guy, the papaya, the the chicken man, all the you know, they, they they bring their stuff in to the to the village market, and then vendors come and and buy their stuff, and then they take it to the city. You know, there's no supermarket, uh, but you have this parade of of vendors that go by the door doorsteps of people and if if the senora uh senora wants you know chicken for dinner she waits for the chicken man to come and she buys a chicken from him well all the indigenous chickens at that time had uh had um a nasal drip they had snot snot dripping out their nose because of the unsanitary unhygienic uh conditions you know the chickens were running through the squat pots open sewers and you know all this junk and, and, um, and, and ours weren't because, because we, we kept them clean. And so dad goes to the market here, this, you know, gringo goes to the market with these chickens and they're completely clean. And, and th- there, there was a lot of, um, you know, uh, indigenous, you know, food wisdom within the culture and, and women who were buying these chickens for dinner, they would take their finger and run it down along the beak to see how, how, um, you know, how dry it was or, or how you know, wet it was. And obviously the, the drier, the beak, the healthier, the chicken, the better, the better price she got. And the more loyal she was to that vendor who always seemed to come with better chickens. (laughs) And so very, very quickly, dad, dad completely cornered the local chicken market. And, 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 um, and the other farmers, uh, instead of asking us, well, how do you do that? Uh, they, they, they said that we were practicing witchcraft and voodoo (laughs) because that's the only way you can have chickens that clean. Yeah. Well, then, so, so we're, you know, we're cooking along. It's going good. Here comes 1959 and a, and a junta, you know, of of Men- was in power and a junta comes along and the whole country falls into anarchy and, and, and lawlessness. Well, what happens when you have a breakdown of, of, of the rule of law is that a lot of scores get settled that wouldn't normally get settled when there's a rule of law. And so and so basically they chased us out the machine guns came in the front doors we went left the back door uh and we had to flee for our lives from the country and ended up you know um uh losing everything and coming back to the u.s and, and starting over so that's that's a bit of our backstory. so so then when we came here uh we looked at farms you know from kind of lancaster pennsylvania down through Shenandoah valley down as far south as raleigh north carolina because dad still wanted to go back he'd been there 12 years and his heart was there. He loved the people. He loved the language, loved the culture. I mean, how can you not love living in a place where you can grow papayas and, uh, um, uh, bananas and pineapples in your yard, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so anyway, we, we, we settled here. He was hoping when things settled down, we'd get back to the Venezuelan embassy, you know, get a, uh, get paperwork done quickly and be able to get back to the farm. Well, that never happened. So we settled on this, this gullied rock pile, the cheapest place in the whole region and, um, and, and, started over. So, so to answer the question that that's kind of the backstory, the, the, the point is that I grew up on a very, um, eroded rock pile, um, uh, you know, infertile place. Uh, one gully, uh, one gully we measured was 16 feet deep, 16 hmm. feet from the top down to the, down to the bottom and, and just rocks. Um, you know, I could walk the whole place and never set foot on a piece of vegetation. And so, and so as I grew up and dad started, you know, we started doing, uh, some controlled grazing, playing around with composting, started doing some of these things. And man, man, um, as, as a young teen, I saw, I saw fertility, you know, I saw, saw grass where there was nothing before I saw, I saw healing. I saw, you know, water, water that used to run, run, uh, dirty run clear in a flood. For example, Uh, we started, we planted a bunch of trees. We put stuff in the bottom of the gullies to, you know, to stop the water, like, you know, little branches and, you know, and things to, to hold the water back. And so, uh, so for me, as I grew up, I have a brother and a sister, but I was the one that really latched onto the farm. I had my first chickens when I was 10 and uh, supplied a couple schools and restaurants and sold, sold eggs around the, the community. And just really truly love the farm, and, and I, I would I would conclude just saying that, um, that looking back, uh, my grandfather, dad's dad, who was a, a charter subscriber to Rodale's Organic Gardening and Farming magazine in the midnight in the mid nineteen forties, always had a big compost pile, a beautiful big old uh, a tea trellis, grape arbor around his great big garden. We moved in here, and all we've got is clay and clay and clods and brick, you know, we're trying to garden in this, this cloddy, uh, horrible place, go up there and visit uh, grandpa. And, and it was just, it was just this fertility of abundance. And I think even as a young child, I had this almost a uh, soul level subconscious, uh, desire to, 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 to seek and, and, and try to, can I, can I take this, uh, worn out piece of ground and can I make it like grandpa's, uh, uh abundance up there and you know in in my in my short life i've seen that exactly happen and so the beauty of it is that 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 nature is incredibly um forgiving uh there's uh it, it's redeemable it's healable that's the that's the beauty of biology it is healable and i've watched it with my own eyes in my own lifetime
2: wow <clears throat> that's that's a good uh explanation now uh, what do you think of that outcast okay, good
4: huh
6: i love it i love it and 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 so how does your uh how does your faith come into all this
4: yeah so ultimately you know ultimately it's not mine it's god's god owns everything it's on uh, his stuff and so the question is what's his return on investment um if if i were god if i were and i'm just obviously i'm imagining i don't want to be sacrilegious but (laughs) but if i owned all this what would I feel like if I gave five foot deep soil and, and people who were good Methodists and Presbyterians and Lutherans um, um, sent all that soil to the ocean as silt and destroyed all this? Uh, you know, how would I feel? I don't think I'd feel very good. I mean, God deserves a return on investment. So, so as a steward of something that's not mine, it's his stuff. I should return it with more commons. You know, we don't, we don't talk about the commons, uh, 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 what we ought to. Uh, I I should return it with more soil, more water, more breathable air, um, more, more um, pollinators, uh, more wildlife. You know, I, I should return it with all of that more then then I found it this idea of wearing out farms and agriculture, wearing out land. Listen, America in the first place, this has happened throughout history. You study the history of human civilization and, and the rise and fall of civilizations and almost all of them rose and fell uh, based on the exploitation of their soil. And, and so, um, so that, that's the, that's the biggest starting point. And, and I, I don't, I've never met a person who who said to me um they are act, that, that we actually need to pay more attention to uh to Wall Street than the soil. Uh people I- inherently understand that that the soil is is important, but a lot of people you know we, we don't think of it. I mean, the, when when's the last time you heard somebody going into a bank and saying you know getting a loan for a business and the banker says, "Hey, you know, this is this is a good business plan. I, I think you're going to be a millionaire. In fact, I'd like to be your partner. But I've got one question to ask you before I loan you this money. Um, What's this business going to do to the earthworms in our community? You know, <laughs> right? No, 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 nobody asked that kind of question. No, and yet I think we would all agree that that the health of the earthworms is more important than the health of Wall Street.
2: <clears throat> yep, hundred percent. Can't eat, can't eat money. <clears throat> you know. Uh, you know what really, you know, uh, kind of got me thinking. This was years ago, Joel, when I was a lot younger, and what uh, I started seeing these these farms that did not look like my grandparents' well gardens, right? Uh, they didn't look mm-hmm. like that. My grandparents' garden was great. It was it had everything mixed together. We had one row of you know beans, one row of tomatoes. I mean, everything's kind of mm-hmm. right next to each other. Then on TV, I'm seeing all these commercials, you know, this, this might even be through my elementary years back in the eighties. Right. Uh Um, but I'm seeing these, these giant commercials and these big, enormous acres and acres and acres of fields with all the same thing. And I said to myself, I'm thinking, you know, it's like, man, that doesn't look like grandma and grandpa's garden. It's, it's different. It just looks like one giant field of something. I didn't come to find out years later, that's the most unhealthy thing we could be doing. To the soil yeah uh it's just yeah. it's crazy and, and the, the problem is that i see today is that uh, a lot of people have come to accept that whether through um you know education at school or media or or whatever it is but they come to accept that hey uh you know maybe this 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 way of farming gardening is the way to do it um rather than the backyard gardens where everything is mixed so you know, i guess i'm talking permaculture.
4: Yeah. Well, the other thing is that you're, you're, you're talking, um, you're talking diversity and, um, and the fact is that even a novice, a novice diversified garden produces more per square yard than the most, um, the most if supposedly efficient industrialized, um, monocrop because, because a diverse, think about, think about nature's template. In other words, uh, if we look at what does nature tend toward, there are two things that, that you see. Well, there are several things that you see, but one is uh, in nature. You don't see monocultures. You don't see one thing. You see. Right. You see. Uh, well, per- permaculturalists and forest forest farmers, um, uh, food food uh, forest uh, food garden folks um, uh, call it uh, guilds. So you see guilds yeah. uh, build up. So, yep. so you know you, you've, you've got you've got the elk and the deer and the wolf, for example. You know th- that's a uh, that's a guild of things. Um, and, and plants are the same way. You know carrots love tomatoes. Um, you know nasturtiums uh, tend to be pest repellents, and, and these sorts of th- these companions and collaborations happen. And so um, and, and so when if, if we're going to make a An agriculture template, a food template that looks like nature, it's going to accentuate polycultures, not monocultures. That's number one. Yeah. Uh, And number two, it's going to accentuate perennials and not annuals. Perennials dominate nature. Uh, Annuals, yes, there are annuals. So, so a perennial is is a plant that, that you don't have to replant every year. It continues to, you know, to grow year after year after year. Uh, an, an annual is something you have to plant every year, like a watermelon, a squash, a uh, you know, uh, a, a tomato. Those are annuals and nature. Yes. Nature does have annuals, but there aren't very many of them. Most of them are perennials. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you look at you, when you look at us ag policy and you look at the six crops that, that enjoy a uh, special concessions in crop insurance. They don't call them subsidies anymore. Uh, they call it crop insurance. They, they yeah. cleaned that language yeah. up. Uh, but, but the six crops that do it, they're all annuals. So, so the entire U.S. Ag- agriculture policy subsidizes and protects an anti-ecological system. And, and so, you know, before all that came along, there was a very different, um, a very different ratio of prices in the marketplace. And, and this is where, um, you know, people, you mentioned it, people have short memories yeah a- and people yeah. also, they also assume that whatever is must be, well, it must be the best thing because you know, we're smart and we've arrived here. (laughs) Yeah. We've arrived here through trial and error and experimentation and we're really smart. So we must've figured a lot out. Yeah. And, And, and the truth is we just learned, we just became smarter conquistadors. We just became smarter rapists and we just figured out how to rape faster and greater and bigger so that we could create a completely artificial fraudulent pricing ratio in the food system. If you read Thomas Jefferson's farm book, one of my favorites, and you look at the the ratio of prices he paid, um, uh, beef was the cheapest, chicken was the most expensive. Why? Because chickens were only salvage operations. You only needed enough chickens as salvage. Grain was too expensive to feed to animals. Grain had to be fed to to only to, to people to bake bread, and, and so um, and flour and so so the, the grain grain production and harvesting and storage was all extremely uh, laborious and and expensive, and so nobody could afford to to feed animals grain, but with mechanization and chemical fertilizer, and 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 uh, and leveraging leveraging north you know uh latent fertility in the soil that was accumulated over years and years of of non-chemical <laughs> diversified polycultures yeah. okay um it, it allowed our generation and and you know maybe three or three back from us starting in you know 19 uh, uh, 30 or so 20 uh it allowed us to leverage and create a cheap grain agriculture economy. And as soon as cheap grain occurred, it completely inverted all of the historical relationships of of herbivores and omnivores and and market prices. It inverted everything from the beginning of humankind. From the beginning of humankind, it was all the same, 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 until about 1910 or 20. And mechanization, industrialization, chemical fertilizers, and 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 the invention the, the discovery of antibiotics so that now you could coop all these animals up in a in, in a in a, a concentrated animal feeding operation and with, with cheap and then, then you then you added cheap energy cheap energy onto the cheap grain and and it has it has completely inverted if if we were paying the prices commensurate with Jefferson's day beef would be you know, arguably more expensive than it is, but not, not appreciably so. And chicken, chicken would be three times as expensive as beef. That is the way it's been throughout the history of mankind until literally the last century.
2: Yeah. So you're saying corporate farming, which has now become the norm. And it's almost like everybody's, well, the majority of people have forgotten how to, do biblical type farming, which is what you do now. You know, now what I, I can't stand when I see it. Um, and I don't think a lot of people understand what what is going on here. I think that, you know, with the corporate farming and especially today with these big giant ag corporations and all this, um, we have chemical farming being forced onto these farmers by government. Uh, you know, it, even even the seeds. Even the seeds, they can't get their own seeds. They have to contract with certain seed companies—what Bayer, Monsanto, Syngenta—you um, know—to d- to get their seed in. And uh, if you know, so so it's very heavily regulated by government, uh, you know, to, to do this corporate farming, and, and that's not leading us in a good place. Uh, our,
4: our- no, well, the, no, well, the, the, the court system, the court system has gotten completely co opted by the corporatocracy. Uh, because think think about this, think about this. If, if you're, if, if a neighbor of yours, you got a neighbor, he's got a bull and the bull gets out, he comes across the fence and tramples your, your, uh, rose bushes. Okay. You can go down to the magistrate, swear out a, a warrant and the local sheriff will come and, and, um, cite that guy for trespass. And, at the end of the day, you're going to get some sort of compensation for the neighbor's bull trampling your roses. Okay. All right. But with genetically modified organism, GMOs, Monsanto has convinced the court and the courts have ruled in their favor that if their patented life forms, and I'm u- using my words very carefully here, that they're patented beings. All right. They're not bulls. Well, maybe some of them are, but anyway, they're, they're patented beings. If they trespass on my farm and commit um, a, a, a sexual orgy on my farm, creating, uh, creating life forms that I don't want, not only is Monsanto not held liable for trespass, I have to pay Monsanto for the privilege of their beings impregnating my crop, without my permission, you know it 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 it's nuts. And, and so so you know uh, this this is where I have a problem with my, you know with my um, with my liberal friends, who say, well that's why we need to outlaw GMOs. No 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 no. I don't want to outlaw GMOs. All I want is for regular, you know, trespass law property rights to be adjudicated properly. And listen. If Monsanto were liable for trespass of their GMO corn coming into my corn, if they were liable for that, you know what? They'd be really careful about where they released their GMO corn. And, and but but the problem is our country, our, the uh, even even conservatives, uh, but certainly liberals, have completely forgotten about property rights. Yep about English common law and normal jurisprudence and keep asking for an agency. Yeah. Uh, We don't need an agency. We don't need a government bureaucracy. We don't need uh, a watchdog. All we need is for courts to enforce reasonable, common sense, trespass property rights law. And, and, and and all this would, you know, would, would dissipate.
2: Yeah. And I don't see that happening. I mean, outcast you can chime in on this you we have a lot of uh, like chris ann hall and a lot of uh uh you know liberty-minded people on the show and we talk about all these things too but i don't how's this ever going to go back (laughs) how's this ever going to go back to the way it should be is it too far gone what do you think outcast
6: well yeah it does seem like we're we're ripe for some type of reset there's their version of the reset and then there's Humanity's hope for a reset. We can see jurist, you know, juris, jurisdictions being bribed, uh, judges being bribed potentially by these giant corporations that have their own interest at in mind. You can see political, uh, uh, you know, people that are sent to. We, we elect these people to go to Washington D.C. to do the work of the people, their constituents, and they get there and they never do the work of the constituents. Why? Because they become bribed or threatened or extorted or whatever. Uh, so once again. I, my mind just goes to the love of money is the root of all evil. You got these people who live beyond their means and they want to live a certain lifestyle and they have, they, and it supersedes their moral code. They will do anything. And we lose control of, now we're losing control of the land. Uh, We're losing control of everything because of this, this love of money. Uh, This, this, you know, people have lost, their moral compass. Most people, not everybody, but most people,
2: mm-hmm.
6: uh, and the, and the good people are not interested not aren't interested in being put in that position in the first place. They, they want to provide for themselves and they want to go be left alone. It's only the bad ones that are in control of the rest of our lives that get to make all the decisions. And they're the ones that are most susceptible to the briberies. <laughs> so, sorry, just yeah. a stream of consciousness rant there, but.
4: No, that's, that's great. Uh, l- let me, let me, uh, let me, whatever, uh, bang a little bit on the libertarians here uh, on the, li- the, the here. Here's the pr- problem as I see it. So my, my liberal friends, they want, they want to outlaw outlaw GMOs. All right. So then the libertarians, they yell back, well, you're going to stifle innovation. You can't outlaw, you know, innovation. All right. The problem is that the libertarians say, what's wrong with GMOs, you know, send them on out there. It's uh it's a uh, free country. Let let them roll. And and my posi- my my position is that if the libertarians would take would take my view, let's enforce trespass law and property rights. Suddenly the libertarians could become the the answer and the friend of the liberals who want a government. And the liberals would look around and say, oh huh, yeah, that, that's a that's a pretty good idea. That could be done. That could be done tomorrow without any law. You know, yeah. And and can you imagine if the libertarians would actually would actually uh, uh get on the get on the the horn about trespass law and property rights as a way to control GMOs instead of just making fun of the liberals who are scared scaredy cats and 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 you know want to control everything if, if they would if they would really go to bat and really defend uh, um, uh, conservative historic jurisprudence as an answer, the liberals that they would they would suddenly build bridges and friendships i can tell you this with, with with the liberals who can't see any way out except more laws and more government agencies and and somehow the libertarians need to be able to promote to the liberals there's another way there's another way to check the hand of monsanto and and, and i think as soon as the liberals hear a reasonable alternative that, that can be done today to check the hand of the corporatocracy, you, you, you start, you start seeing some, uh, you know, some, un, you know, some strange bedfellows and, and, and that's, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, look, look at what, look at what RFK junior has done in the, you know, in the political arena. I mean, the guy is uh, the guy is shaking up everything. And uh, I mean, I'm not sure I'd, I'd vote for him, uh, but 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 I'm 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 thrilled that somebody uh, that that maverick uh, has actually entered the fray and is forcing is forcing discussions that would that would never happen otherwise.
2: Yeah, true. He is, and of course, over on the Democrat side, they're not going to let him get on stage. they they're not even going no. to give him the. So you know, that's. Yeah. You get, there's a lot of people yeah. rah, rah about him, but, uh, his own party, the DNC, they're like, no, no, thanks. We don't want your kind. Yeah. You, you can't be controlled. Oh, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. It, it, oh, that's, it's, that, that's exactly right. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll shut him down as, as much as possible. But, um, you know, if you, uh, I have not been to one of his rallies, but I have a friend that went to one of his rallies in Vermont and he said, and, and this guy's my age. And he said, I have never been to a political rally with as much eclecticism in the audience republicans democrats uh he said i've never been to a political a presidential political rally with that much with that broad broad uh a base and uh, it was it was really interesting to, to hear his you know hear his take on it and he's he's a savvy guy he, he ran for governor once so you know he's he's pretty sharp
2: yeah okay so what are you thinking
6: no just taking it all in he's bringing up great points um it's uh and, and the in the RFK thing, he he I find him pretty fascinating too. There's some there's some major key points that I disagree with him on, but man, when he talks about big pharma, he makes all the sense in the world. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's good on the big pharma yeah. big time. Um all right, Joel. So what do you think about now? You were talking earlier about parallel economy stuff. That's we talk about that a lot. Um creating a system where you live around you that somebody you know, with people that you can barter, trade, uh, work with, uh, because I believe these systems are all going to come down at some point. And uh, the people that are dependent on these, you know, systems with these, what, three-day delivery type of system, now, all that was disrupted in the last three years. Um, but I think it's only going to get worse. And I think we're not going to be able to, uh, when I say we, I'm saying the the, the greater majority of people out there, that have no clue of what's really happening behind the scenes. But I think they're going to be, they're so dependent on this three day delivery system. Um, what they really need to be doing is learning how to do all the stuff at home and creating their own parallel economy uh, with their neighbors and with their own neighborhood uh, back right. like it used to be. Because uh, what we're in today, this is not the norm, historical norm. We're, we're far from it. Uh, so what
4: what can people do? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well well uh, I mean a, a couple things. One is one is get out of the city. Uh, and that's what's creating this Homestead Tsunami. In fact, in fact I have a new book coming out in about uh, about 2 weeks actually. Uh-oh. Uh it's right it's it's at the printer. It's just being done. What's the and name? The title of the book, yeah. The the title of the book is Homestead Tsunami: Good for Country, Critters and Kids. Oh, I and,
2: like it. <laughs> and, I like it. And and
4: and, and, it, and, it, and it's the why. It's the why. So, um, so I've written, I've written it to three, uh, three types of people. When I, when I write, I'm, I'm imagining a conversation with, you know, somebody sitting on the other side of the desk with me and, um, uh, this will be my 16th book. And, uh, and so I'm, so I'm writing it to three people. The first person is a person who's in the city and is contemplating, uh, a jumping to, you know, to a, to a homestead, to to some sort of a, an agrarian community situation. Um, just as a little sideline, guys, I've had in the last uh, year and a half, I've had four or five phone calls from billionaires, not millionaires, billionaires asking me, how do I set up an agrarian bunker? Now, they don't use the term agrarian bunker, but that's what they're looking for. Yeah. You know, they, they talk about, a, you know, a safe haven, a, a place of protection, whatever. But what they're looking for is an agrarian bunker. Okay. And, and these are people who own their jets. They can go anywhere in the world. And they're actually concerned that, 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 that the wheels are going to fall off. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of them asked me, he said, he said, would you please tell me what you think wheels falling off means? I said, well, I don't have an answer. Let me, let me run by my team and I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. And so I've asked the team, I said, what, what does wheels falling off mean? And we, you know, we did a lot of different scenarios and we decided, we decided three things. one, you can't, you can't get electricity. Two, you can't get fuel. And three, you can't get grain. If you can't get fuel, electricity, or grain, we are, we are in deep doo-doo. And, 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 and so, I mean, There are other things as well, obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. economy and different things, but, but, but we, we think very, very viscerally and practically around here on our farm, what would, what would be a, what would be a shock? What would be a big deal? And that, that would, because we're as resilient as anybody, but, but no man is an Island and no business is an Island. So, so anyway, um, uh, here we are with, with, so we've got people that are looking at the situation and uh and, and they're wanting to jump but but they're fearful and so i I address the I address the why the, the different things from from health to to children with chores and 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 you know growing up um um immersed in a world bigger than yourself uh all you know having a skill developing a, a skill and and the the security of your own food and and where it came from and the, and the provenance of it and developing a larder again and all that, all that kind of stuff. All right. Uh, the, the, the other, uh, person I'm writing to is the person who, uh, who, who is, uh, making fun of their family or friends that are contemplating such a move. What? Mm. Yeah. You, know, you, 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 you mean you're going to go where Papa John's doesn't deliver pizza. How, how can you survive <laughs> if Papa John's doesn't deliver pizza? Yeah. You know? The normies. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. So you got that group and, and, and and now there's a book that they can hand these friends and say, look, here's the why, you know, just read this, see if it resonates. And, And then the third, the third group are the people who did make the jump one, two, three years ago. And they're now discouraged because they built all these castles. In, in their, in their fantasy land. Oh, we're going to have this and this and this. And guess what? The cow has mastitis. The, the, the cucumbers have powdery mildew and, and the neighbor's dog just ate 20 of their chickens last night yeah. and and they're discouraged. And so I'm trying to help them re, re, to, to rediscover their first love and, and re remember, remember why you did this. And, and if it was, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And, and so, so, um, so, you know, one thing uh, people can do is is move, and and um, and a lot of people are. I mean, we're just seeing a, a steady stream of people, you know, and there are homestead festivals going up all over the country. I mean, I'm speaking at like seven of them this this year. Um, they're just all over the place, and they're huge. They're, you know, 5,000, 4,000 uh, uh, people coming to these homestead festivals to learn, to learn things that their grandparents knew. I did a, I did an interesting, uh, a chicken butchering demonstration at one 5,000 people down in, uh, down in Tennessee this summer. And, um, and my, my collaborator in that asked the group, there were, I don't know what 300 people there. And he asked them how many of you, when you were, when you were 15 or 16, uh, wanted to be, wanted to be on a homestead. One hand went up out of 300, one hand went up. Wow. The point is, the point is nobody ever thought about it until they started getting scared. Now, yeah. here's the thing you have to understand. Fear, fear makes people move. Fear fear makes people run. Fear makes people do things, but fear does not sustain you. Fear does not sustain anything. You can't run away but so long. And eventually your running away has to stop and you have to embrace something. And so right now thousands and thousands of americans with their with that are the kind of people listening to to us right now ha, we have our ears on we have our eyes open we know we know things okay and so we're going to act on that and 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 we can make a list of things that we are angry about frustrated about man i can make a great big list of those things the key though that 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 is what makes you move that's what makes you change all right but what is but what makes that change stick and 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 satiate and be enjoyable is when you take that list and you say all these things how am i going to solve this solve this solve this and we actually develop and we build we yes we 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 destruct we destruct we exit the system and then what actually sustains us after running away is to stop at a place where we embrace, we embrace construction. Only when we embrace building something new, can we actually stay there and enjoy it because you can't run away forever. And so, so the whole idea of the homestead tsunami is yes, fear and anger and worry, makes you, makes you run, but embracing something better, building something better is what actually ministers to your life and your family the rest of your days.
2: Yeah, that's great. Um, I really like that. The homestead tsunami. That's, that's big and very timely. Um, I'm going to definitely put yeah. that on my list. I'm, I'm going to get that book. Cause, uh, there's so many ways, um, there are just so many things that people need to learn, and I feel that you know yeah. you're probably going to teach them all the stuff. I mean, just like these books here, uh, the folks, this ain't normal. I mean, these stories you have here, Joel, these yeah. are awesome books. Mm-hmm. Look at that, Outcast, folks. This ain't normal. <laughs> this is a great, yeah. great read. So, I mean, there's so many things in here. Um, and, and here's the thing is people can do this stuff. I mean, I always talk here about yeah. uh, our great grandparents and our, and our grandparents. They used to know how to do this stuff. It was not a question. And and, and they taught us a lot of uh, of what they know. They handed some of that down. But still, there's there's just so much that has been lost to history. And that's what what scares me the most, Joel, is, you know, a lot of this stuff's been lost to history. Um, people have forgotten it. Um, but hopefully in this movement, this this movement that you're talking about, the homestead, uh, you know, the people bring it back. And, and we need people le- definitely like you uh, to to help bridge the gap between knowing nothing and, and learning all this stuff. I mean, cause this stuff was
4: normal. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I would just say this, that, um, that as things, as things begin to move toward dysfunction, um, my, my soundbite is that the new 401k, yeah the new 401k yeah. is, is getting yourself, proximate nearby you you said neighborhood community whatever you want to call it yep. but 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 geographically proximate to people who know how to grow things build things and fix things if if in your circle of friends if you've got an eclectic mastery of growing building and fixing that'll beat a 401k plan all to pieces and suddenly You take all this angst and build up turmoil and anger, and you actually can devote yourself now to creating, to, to, to be a place where you offer hope and help when society becomes hopeless and helpless. Yeah. That takes all this negativity and turns it into positive action. And that's something that's sacred, righteous, and you can devote your life to.
2: Oh man. I love that. What do you think of that outcast?
4: It's good stuff. Thank you, Joel. You know, I thought
6: those some fantastic thoughts you have there.
2: We have a uh, a live chatter, Ivan L. She says, Joel is a treasure. He's the backbone of our country knowledge uh, that needs to be passed on to our children. Yes, I agree. <laughs> the NWO or NWOers won't win. They can't because uh, more and more of us are waking up to what's happening and we're moving back to our roots. Exactly. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is from everything from currency, Joel, to farming, to pharma, to education. Uh, they, they, they've taken it all, they've taken it all, and it's time for us to be taking it back. And, uh, yeah, and you, yeah. go ahead,
4: yeah, and, yeah, and, and one, one just additional thing, uh, that, that I've really been impressed with, uh, just this summer, really, uh, thinking through all this is that if there's, if, if the wheels are going to fall off, if, if we're, if we're going to have some, some, some crises, um, and, and I think we are. And of course, you know, doomsayers are a dime a dozen. I mean, my, my dad grew I've got, I've got his, my dad's, uh, economic, you know, books on the shelf, you know, by the eighties, we're going to be in a reset, you know, it is all going to fall apart and all that. So I, I don't know if it will or not, but the thing is the things, the things that we espouse, um, of, 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 Healthy kids, community, neighborhood, food security, those kinds of things. Those are good whether the economy is booming or whether it's falling. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And and the one thing that's really impressed me just lately is if things do go south, the one thing that you don't want to be if things go south is you don't want to be sick. Yep. You don't want to be sick. You want a really active immune system. So how do you develop a really active immune system so you're not sick? Uh, you know, and I'm harkening back to, to, um, to Fauci. Wouldn't it have been something? Can you, can, can you imagine if Fauci had stepped up to the microphone and said, Hey, okay, America, we're, we're going to try an experiment. We're going to do an experiment for one month. Here's what we're going to do. We're not going to drink any sugary soda pop. No <laughs> Coke, no Mountain Dew, no yep. nothing. We're not, we're not going to drink any of that stuff. Uh, number two, we're all gonna cook from scratch for a month. We're gonna get we're gonna get real food, real produce. No lunchables, no hot pockets. You know, we're we're gonna actually uh, um, uh, get get real food and cook it, and and then. The next thing we're gonna do is we're all gonna get outside for 20 minutes a day and get that vitamin D from the sunshine, you know, and, and get that in. And we're gonna we're gonna work up a we're gonna work up a sweat for 20 minutes a day. Sweat is the number one way the body detoxes. So let, let let's work up a sweat, you know, and and, and get some of that out. And you know, we're all sleep deprived. So for a month we're all gonna sleep for at least eight hours a night. We're not going to stay up to watch the late night news. You know, we're not going to. um, And and you know what? Laughter. Laughter really is great for the immune system. So guess what? If you watch one hour of mainstream media news, you have to offset it with two hours of hilarious sitcom comedy uh, and (laughs) laugh your guts out. And then. And, and then, you know, we're all dehydrated. So let's all drink about, you know, uh, two quarts at least of water a day to, to rehydrate our bodies so that, you know, the, the, so the fourth, the fourth level, our jello, our jello water can work. And finally, tell you what, finally, um, since, since vengeance and, and, and vengeance and, um, and stress are so, um, are, are the biggest reasons people have, uh, uh, broken immune systems make a list of all the people that have done you wrong that you don't like that, 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 that hate you or whatever, make a list of them and forgive all of them. Just, 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 just blanket, just forgive them all. Yeah. Okay. Let America, let's try that for one month and let's see what happens. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love it. Yes. I love that. That would be awesome. And and that's what we need. We need to, we need to be refreshed. But of course, you know, Fauci's not yeah. going to say something like that. That's not his job. His job is to do exactly what he did. But we're doing the job we're supposed to do. Uh, Joel Salatin, that, I just right. awesome. I, I'm so glad that you uh, had had some or been able to take time out to to join us tonight um, and, and talk to us about all these smart, common things that should have should still be common today. Uh, you know, it's just. <laughs> This is awesome. I, I I wanted you guys to go out and get his books. Go to um, polyfacefarms.com. Check out Joel's schedule. He's got a lot of stuff going there. A lot of resources too, Joel. Uh, I see the Polyface bookshelf here. Um, wow, you have a ton. It's a great reading list uh, right there on your website. Everything from Fast Food Nation, uh, the, the Sovereign Individual, Farmer's Progress, the the, the Gift of Good Land. Uh, it goes on and on. There's The Plowman's Fall, fall. Um Wow. Look at the pasture. Perfect. There's so many things. Um, we can't fit it all into one show tonight, but, um, I would love to have you back in, in the, in the future sometime to talk about the new book when it comes out, the, um, uh, the, what Homestead, uh, tsunami. Homestead
4: tsunami. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: that, uh, was, that would be awesome. So I'll cast you guys any guys are
4: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to, you know, how to get in touch with me. And, uh, I'd be, I'd be honored and delighted to be uh, to be back on with you. We, somebody you know somebody has to speak truth into this uh, into this country and it', it sure' it sure isn't gonna be seen on on we don't even ha- we don't even have a TV in our house. I grew up without a TV, never had a TV. you know the, the greatest blessing in my life, let me tell you guys, the greatest blessing in my life was growing up in a house, in a home that embraced different. We, I mean we my, both my mom and dad, relished the idea of being outside the box, unorthodox, alternative. And, um, and it didn't matter whether we were in, you know, (laughs) you know, we, we we were conservative Christians growing up. So at church, everybody was straight laced and all this stuff. And, and on the farm, all our farm friends were a bunch of hippies, you know, in the late seventies, you know, we, we smelled the the marijuana and the, and the self-made stuff. and, And, and those were our farm friends. And so I grew up in this wonderful uh, eclectic, broad base of, of people. And, um, and it has stood me in good stead today. And so I'm, I'm just really grateful and thankful. I stand on the shoulders of giants who, who, who were not peer dependent, who didn't put their finger in the air and say, you know, uh, where's the wind blowing? Uh, but rather, you know, uh, um, uh, march to the beat of a different drummer, took the road less traveled by I And mean, there's a bunch of, you know, uh, ways to explain that, but, but man, um, to be, to be a, a and that's why I've embraced, you know, I'm, I'm, a lunatic farmer. That's my, that's my handle. You know, yeah. I got, <laughs> I got tired of being stereotyped. And, uh, so, so I, uh, people in the community, the, 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 the regular conventional farmers, you know, say I'm nuts. And I could either be angry about it, or I can laugh and say, "Hey, let's have fun with it, and make it a brand." I've done it. I'm a lunatic farmer, and it's been it's been fantastic. So, um, so enjoy.
2: Well, that's awesome. Yes, the lunatic farmer, and that's why I named this the show tonight: the dangerous lunatic farmer. So that's awesome. Glad you could join us. And Outcast, uh, any last words as he makes his way out for Joel?
6: Joel, you're a breath of fresh air, and we appreciate your <laughs> knowledge and wisdom and your insights. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we appreciate you.
2: Thank you for having me. Yes, and and once again, yeah, uh, the Homestead Tsunami, you guys. Go visit uh, Joel and his website and see what he's up to, the polyfacefarms.com. So that's everything you need to know. Get out there and do that. And uh, Joel, thank you, sir. I'm going to tell Marjorie that uh, I'll send her this video. She can check it all out. And uh, like I said, she comes on the first Monday of every month. So we'll be seeing her in a few weeks again. So uh, thanks again, uh, and, and keep doing what you're doing, brother. Uh, we've thank been, we've been quiet, but I've been watching you for years and you didn't even know it. So thank you.
4: Great. Thank you. All thank right. You. Marjorie's a real hero.
2: Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. Well, God bless and stay dangerous.
4: You too. Thank All right. You, gentlemen. All right.
2: Good night. Bye-bye.
4: Good night. Take care.
2: Yep. Oh, there you go. Outcast. What about that?
6: Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's cool. Oh,
2: that's awesome. Yeah. And see, you know, there's, um, there's always this list of people that I always have that I want to. You know, a long list, right? It's real long. And as we go through time doing the show, what we're about to hit year three, and um, it, it's the list that I have seems to keep growing longer. But I want to keep adding to the our knowledge base with great guests like like Joel. Uh, this is awesome. Why don't we go to break, and then on the, on the other side of uh, the break, we'll come back and and we'll round out the show. And there's a few things we can take care of on the other side. All right. So all right. let me see if I rolled up this uh, second break we haven't done second break in a while we've been so busy with uh with our uh, guests and everything so let's see what i see what i got together here for second break we'll be right back you guys it's a dangerous info podcast if you guys out there watching live right now if you have some uh, questions or you want to participate in the show do that right now uh make sure to get over to dangerous dot chats.com and, and drop some some stuff in there for us so we'll be right back after these few messages that i don't remember what i put in it's been a while ago so here we go
3: and My name is Kofi Monska. I'm an attorney, wife, and mom to three boys, two of which are in high school. This bill requires that schools teach ethnic studies starting in kindergarten, and I am against this. You might ask, why in the world would a black person speak against ethnic studies? Because not everything that sounds good is good. The definition of ethnic studies right there in the statute says that there is a connection between a person's race and their stratification. The bill tells kids of color that they are stuck in a caste system based on their race. It also tells kids, and I quote, that institutions chronically favor white people and disadvantage people of color. I'm sick of everyone denying the enormous progress we've made in this country acting like it's 1930. We used to have a race-based system. We got rid of it, and now you're all trying to bring it back. This curriculum will not help kids of color succeed. All it does is remove any reason to try. And I repeat that, it removes any reason to try. And this is not some theoretical crap. This stuff happens, these messages are very harmful. Just last month in my high schoolers band class, the teacher took 20 minutes at the beginning of class to talk about anti-racism. He told the kids to look around. And then he said, the black boys in the school would likely not live to retirement because of racism and the police. Another furious kid of color recorded this conversation. And so I was able to hear it for myself with my own ears. If this law is passed, teaching this hopelessness to kids of color will be mandated started in kindergarten. And I can see why you white proponents of this bill might support it. It's not your kids being told that they can't succeed and you get to shed some of your white guilt in the process. But you legislators of color, how can you? You made it despite the invisible boogeyman of systematic racism. You were voted in by a majority of white people. You hold some of the most powerful positions in this state. Yet you wanna tell my kids and other kids of color that they can't succeed? It's shameful, it's terrible. I ask that you please vote against this bill. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: I'm saying that there are people that were the people that did this to both me and Corey yeah. that are still working. They're still out there. And they're some of the richest, most powerful people in this business.
4: And they, are and they do not want they're-
0: me saying what I'm saying right now.
3: Are you saying that they're pedophiles? Yes. And that yes. they're still in this business? Yes. No. That's what, yeah, and that's what you were saying wow. in your book. When you that's talk you to, talk about, yeah. Yeah. when you talk to they parents. They want
0: me here right now. Trust Corey, me. They want me dead.
3: There are a lot of parents out here yeah. who want to put their kids in this, in this business. They, their kids are cute. They're great actors. Da-da-da. What would you say to a parent who just has the best of intentions who's coming here with their child? Uh-huh. If um, you're saying that there's a lot of predators in this industry.
0: It's a many feathered bird okay be careful what you wish for that's what i'll tell you you know don't go into it with naivety don't go into it thinking that it's all roses and You're sunglasses damaging and an entire industry i'm sorry i'm not up. trying you said to that- i'm
3: just trying to say that it's a very important serious topic you said that there was one gentleman in the industry who did not take advantage of you he was not a pedophile that's you said right. it was michael jackson
7: <laughs>
2: All right, you guys, welcome back to the show. I just want to let you know to uh, share the show for us, will you? If you want to help us grow and we need to help us, uh, we need some help to grow, uh, please share the show. Tell your friends, all right? Let us let them know what you guys are listening to and let them know that, uh, hey, we're out here. You guys got to go check out these guys, the Dangerous Info Podcast. So uh, uh, please share the show. You can text it. You can uh, email it. Just talk about it tomorrow at the, at the, at the water cooler, all right? Anything you want to do uh, to help share the show, we really appreciate it. Now, Outcast, um, before uh, we get going here, uh, before we round this out, we have a little bit of time left. Um, Going back to the coins, you guys know about the silver coin raffle that we have, right? Um, It's it's. uh, Let's go over here to this right here, and I can show people. Right here, this is raffle time. As the music comes back, but there's right there. You guys see that? So this is our. Don't tread on me on one side. And the other side, it has the. um, Oh, what do we have? Outcast. uh, Right there, the Boston Tea Party, 1773 on the other side. So this is a one troy ounce um, silver coin that you can join in the raffle. It it costs five bucks to get into the raffle to do that. And uh, the way to do it is just go to uh dangeroussuperchats.com that's dangeroussuperchats.com it only costs you 5 bucks to get in we've already got 3 winners and those 3 winners um uh the the coins are you know already out in the mail and everything uh, as far as i can tell but um we have one left now this one is the special one yeah i'm thinking about doing more but i got to get some other coins this is the last one of the don't tread on me one outcast and what i'm trying to do on this one uh, of course, you guys. This is a fundraiser for the show. Okay, so if you want to get down and you want to get in on this, you can do that. Um, but this last one, I'm going to need to um, the limit instead of 25 like the other ones is $100. So, like I said, $5 gets you in. Uh, all it takes is one one uh, entry, and you can you're in. So it's going to take a few people to get to get this thing up to $100. But uh, once it does that, and we reach uh, you know the $100 limit. We're going to put all the names in here. There's already a few in here, and um, we will select a winner from that. So uh, don't don't forget, you guys, go to DangerousSuperChats.com and, and for your chance to win uh, this coin, uh, silver coin. And on the screen there is uh, mascot Bruce. That's almighty Bruce on your lap there, outcast.
6: <laughs> 20 pounds of filthy lovin'.
2: That's 20-pound cat. That thing's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Music lover, she he comes- said her coin arrived today. Go ahead with Bruce.
6: Oh no! He comes to visit me while we're recording. Oh, I know <laughs> he's gonna take the so, mic is with my him. Audio
2: okay? Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, it looks like he got his uh, <laughs> his. Uh, he doesn't want to be held. No, he's too big to be held. Man, that thing's awesome. Uh, Monster Mike says it's a puma. Yeah, that's awesome, you guys. Hey, um, so what do you think of Joel? Uh, let's get some little bit of feedback from from you guys on Joel. Hey, Green Phoenix, what's going on over in uh, Twitch?
6: Did you, you want to know what I thought of Jordan? Yeah, what did you think?
2: Uh you know, he he's lined up right with everything we have with the show, right?
6: He's legit. That's all I got to say. He's uh he's the real deal. He's been doing it his whole life. He's uh I I, I there's so many different little things that I was inspired by. I like how he was saying that he inherited this rocky land and he was determined to turn it into something. He's <laughs> yeah. forgiving. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And I've seen other I've seen some stuff online too where people took land that was considered dead or scorched earth and then with just the little bit of Cultivating and care, and mm-hmm. came back as like this beautiful wilderness. Uh, and he was a testimony to that. I think that's really uh, a neat thing. And yeah, I guess you could look at it, it's like a metaphor for our soul, you know. Without God, we are a barren landscape, and with God, we become cultivated and fertile. Yeah. Um, and I, and I like that about his testimony. It's just like, you know, don't give up on anything, don't yeah. give up on anyone, you know.
2: Oh, for sure. You know, um, he just fits right in with the show uh, with everything that we do here, uh, talking about. Uh, you know, parallel economy, talking about solutions and what to do to prepare yourself. You know, I, I try to talk about this all the time. Um, uh, oh, he says he likes my hat Is a SIG hat. No, it's not SIG sour. This is a, um, it's a don't tread on me hat, but uh, I, I still like the SIG. I think Outcast runs a SIG or something, but, or FN. No,
6: I, I have an FN hat. Yeah.
2: Okay, good. Um, Let's, why don't we talk about a little bit with you. And in the beginning, we got into those, the Maui thing all right and oh, yeah. that really it's a bad situation you guys but um, again let's go back to some of these the, the, the weapons the do weapons that do this kind of stuff and you've seen on that first commercial break that I did I played the do weapon uh, commercials from uh, Lockheed Martin and Raytheon I mean that is their product you guys directed energy weapons why do you think they build these things you know it's not a uh, it's 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 go ahead
6: I'm just—I can't escape the pattern here. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, several—I don't know how long ago was—was it uh, four or five years ago when the uh, Australia had the the fires, Mm -hmm. and then they showed the pattern of the this unusual pattern of the fires, and then it just so happened to be where they planned a a high-speed rail system. Yep. And then California had fires in a, in a specific shape, and we saw cars burned in half. We saw trees burned in half. Yeah, uh, we saw houses burned down, and then surrounding trees not touched. We saw all kinds of weird stuff with California, and it just so happens that the unusual shape that that fire made was where a proposed high speed rail system is supposed to go in. Yeah, um, California. And then we have this Maui. Th- yeah. Well, it happened in California, California too, in
2: California. Paradise. That's where LA Marzulli was up there. He lost his house in that. Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yep. So, um,
6: so now we have this situation immediately, you know, every, everybody with two brain cells rubbed together smells a problem. Like something's not right. Something's not right. We're finding out that there were indigenous people that live there that were refusing to sell. Uh, we find out that it's a designated smart city for the future. They want to make Maui the first Island. Now we're finding out that Oprah and other major celebrities have tons of property that, you know, acres upon acreage of, of property there. Um, I don't know anything. I'm just thinking out loud. Are they planning, are they hoping Maui's going to be some type of safe haven escape for them, uh, in the new, you know, if, if things in the, in the, um, uh, the ham hock vibe, you know, if there is a plan and it is, uh, unfolding, which there is a lot of evidence that that is true. Um, you know, are these people planning to escape to Maui? Mm-hmm. I mean, of all places, I mean, I thought they would go to dumbs, but if the dumbs are being exploded or flooded yep. or all the other things we think are happening, uh, I mean, I don't know why they think any place in the United States would be safe for them, but, um, you know, why does Oprah and these other celebrities have property in Maui? I don't know. It's it's all so suspect. You just look at the whole thing and it stinks to high heaven. Yep. And uh, to think that, well, and then I saw another testimonial from uh, one of the people that live in Maui, and they said they're telling us 60-some people died, and in reality it's thousands died. Yes, man, that's what I'm hearing too. me. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, when you, you've got forest, you know, quote-unquote wildfires or whatever they're trying to sell this as, you have time to get away. It's burning. It's burning. Yeah. You try to get your hose out. And you're trying to hose your house off and you give up and you keep, but this was like so fast that people were jumping in the water and the boats were on fire. Come on. This, this.
2: Well, that, this and that's awkward. another, yeah, that's another mystery right there too. You guys, a mystery. It look, the water is not going to catch on fire. The boats in the water caught on fire. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. you know, the, the, uh, it didn't jump from shore over to <laughs> these boats. That's not what happened. I mean, this is so intense, uh, the, the intense fire. It's way hotter than these things burn. And, you know, the, the hurricane was, what, 800 miles offshore when all this was going on. So the, the wind in the wind speed does not uh, is not what they were saying at the time. People started looking into the wind speed at that time, you know, those maps you can look at. And at those times, that they said the, the, the wind speed went that, that crazy and, and, and that's what did it all. No, the wind speed was not that high then when all it happened, uh, the alarms, of the alarms went off that they've been checking and making sure that everything is right. Hey, did you see the, um, the, the sheriff that was at in Las Vegas outcast? He is now over there and (laughs) and he's he, that's his jurisdiction over there. I believe. I mean, you know how hand in hand he was during that with the feds, right? It's nothing is. Yeah. It's
6: yeah. And let's not forget, uh, who, where, where, uh, Barry Satoro's, one of his home bases is, was, uh, in Ho- the Hawaiian Islands. So,
2: well, um, you know what, you're bringing that up. I'm going to, I have a list here. Uh, you just, you jogged my mind about what you were just saying. So this came from Matt Wallace. Did you want to finish your thought? Or did I interrupt no, you? No, no, I'm done. Go ahead. So no, no, Matt Wallace down. over on Twitter, which they like to try to call X now, because in the future it's going to be the, the app that does everything. It's a trap, you guys. It's a damn trap. Don't fall for it. Um, it says locals in Maui were refusing to sell their land to the elites, kind of like what you just said, Outcast. And it says uh, the best part of the island, mainly destroyed by f- the fires, was prime area right next to the lavish mega mansions. Um, remember, think about Katrina, and they had to do that in Katrina because get the, get, they want the ports, they want the most important, best land, they want um, the you know the 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 over there is the most secluded land to get away from people on an island. All right. Um, Now, a lot of these locals are forced to sell their land and many tragically died in the flames. Here's the list. Oprah Winfrey has a luxury mansion in Maui. It's completely fine. Jeff Bezos, he has a luxury mansion in Maui. It's completely fine. Lady Gaga has a, a luxury mansion in Maui and it's completely fine. Bill Gates, Morgan Freeman, Will Smith, Julia Roberts. It goes on and on and on. You guys, there's, there's Tom Hanks, right? Barry Satoro, right? Michael Robinson's husband. So I, I th- th- wake up. It's time to wake up. There's a lot of stuff going on you guys. And it all relates to um, what's going on over there. Now you, you said something about dumbs and those deep underground military bases and, you know, um, tunnels and all that. Um, I believe there's a lot of stuff going on that we still don't know yeah, I'm, I'm hoping white hats are up to something. that's what we hear um, but we we don't know. I just we do know that we are being gaslit, okay by media and by politicians that this is climate change and because of climate change, you got to stop eating cows and, and doing what you're doing. So um, again, this all goes back to the 15 minute cities. The, the agenda, uh, you know, Agenda 2030, sustainable development. This is all United Nations stuff. And again, it's, it's the globalists versus us, the Americans. That's what this is. It's, it's all about control. And uh, the, the sooner more people wake up and understand this, the, the quicker we're going to be able to battle against it. If it's just a few of us out here that understand this Agenda 20 nonsense, you guys, it's perpetuating their plan and, and it just keeps it going. So outcast other than doing these shows, and you know, and a lot of these people um know what's going on. Um you know, we just had awareness is basically what I'm talking about. Now uh, Hookah over here says there's uh, uh on Rumble, yeah, there, there's a trafficking problem too. And some of the people um are known down there says most of most of the kids that are dead. Um so when I, another thing too, with let's say for Haiti and 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 um, wherever hurricanes hit and tsunamis hit and everything, think about all the kids that get trafficked and get taken and get separated. I mean, globalists love these tragedies because that's where they can get their hands on a lot of kids. All right. That's that's a big thing. Uh, When big events come to town, say the Super Bowl, you know, Satanic Bowl and all that stuff. Another one that's trafficking for uh, young women and kids. All right. So there's a lot of that going on, you guys. And, you know, of of course, you you read the media and um, the the media just they're just gaslighting you, too. All right. Same thing. Hookah also says there was a fuel leak. Um, Is that what their uh, claim is for ocean fire? They could be. But see, I've been around a fuel leak on on water, too, before. And it won't sit there and run and and last all night because it'll burn up. Uh, You know, some of that fuel will just burn up. But but the stuff that was on the water you guys that was on the fire and the you know the, the the boats that's not fuel leak. that's boats burning. they weren't connected boats to boats I mean there was there was so much going on there uh, and there, there's a ton of videos that we talked about outcast and we saw going back and forth on Instagram. I could sit here and play 50 videos, but I think everybody's pretty much seen those now you see the laser beam come down the, the weaponry go ahead outcast.
6: No, no. Yeah. I'm saying the same thing. Yeah. And then there's a uh, somebody's ring doorbell catches a big uh, flash down and a flash and then fire spreads. Yeah. Also, you're you're seeing um, trees untouched and houses burned down, which is suspect. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, the the high strangeness with this uh, only leads. you know, you could say, "Oh, do's direct energy weapons." I mean, that sounds ridiculous. Oh, oh, really? You would think that they would do that to the, us. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> if they're willing to, <laughs> if they're willing to lie to us about COVID, willing to lie to us about vaccines, if they're willing to lie to us about everything else, what makes you think that? And I. This eminent domain type stuff, you think that that's probably the biggest headache for them, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, or buying property for people. So yeah. this is like, man, this is a fast track to their goals. I mean, especially you, you, watch Klaus Schwab and these people and they're saying by, by 2030, you know, everybody will be in a smart city and the future will be much different. And he's got all these, these high platitudes in a very short amount of time. Yep. This would explain how, why that they're not, you know, they're moving so fast to do something like this and mm-hmm. not buy these properties up or because these people won't sell. First of all, they're not, they don't want to give up their Island paradise in Maui. Let's yeah. say you're indigenous and you know how to live there and it's just, you're comfortable there. It's all, you know, and somebody's trying to displace you. You're going to say, no, get to get out of here. But if you, and now we're finding out the insurance companies aren't covering these indigenous people living in this, in these smaller homes mm-hmm. too. Yep. What a mess. What it, a mess. I mean, my mind, your mind is just left, uh, left to deduct the conspiracy theories, you know? I mean, even though they're not, theories. that are just conspiracy.
2: Oh yeah. I mean they're they're conspiring to, to get us off our lands. I mean, they're, they're like, like you were seeing earlier outcast when, when these beams come down and, um, they're, they're burning houses. This is just like paradise, California years ago. And I was calling all that out too. It's melting headlights, glass, right? It's, it's melting glass. Okay. Usually in a, in a regular forest fire, it'll just burst glass. But when you have this much heat, it's actually melting it. Okay. There's a difference there. These forest fires don't get that hot. It's the dew weapons, the the directed energy is what does it. And that helps uh melt glass into molten like liquid. Okay. Um uh what else was there? So so like you said, there will be a tree or several trees or roll bushes, a hedgerow or whatever next to a house or next to a car ten feet away that's not touched. You understand uh, sidewalks uh, that are fine. I mean, I I might be able to pull up some of this. Let's see, outcast, if I can do this here. I want to show you, and it's going to make some noise on on the feed here. Um, let's see here. Let's turn this. I'm going to play a couple of these now. If you guys want to go to our uh the, the show um, email, uh, Instagram, go to Dangerous Info Podcast. Instagram and I'll post I'll be look at my stories there just just click on the stories and you'll see a bunch of those there um all right okay let me look here and if I can get a couple of these you guys check this out I want to uh where I put these Maui ones right okay here's one right here and I'm gonna can you hear that no okay you will be here hearing it in just a second All right. So check this out right here. All right. There's the video. See that? Oh, hold on. Now you guys see this video right here. Uh, is it big enough for the screen? Outcast can, what do you think? Can you see that? All right. Let me push play on that. Come on some sound. All right. We don't need sound, but but you see it moving, right? Outcast? Oh, it looks like he's frozen up. <laughs> uh, hold on one second. Okay. You there, Outcast? Or did something happen? All right, let me get out of there. Let me go back to the screen. <laughs> Sorry about that.
6: Uh, My break says Chemical Brothers. <laughs> Indeed, it would sound like Chemical
2: Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But, but what that was, was a, um, a a video from up above. Yeah. I don't know what that was. I couldn't hear it. I saw the the lights going crazy, but I I couldn't hear it. I I didn't know what that, that sound was. Sorry, you guys. Um, but I saw the, I saw the video though. Yeah. So what, it's going through yards. It's not burning up the whole place. Like normally, you would have grass burning and trees burning and, and everything else that burns through. Look through old school uh, wildfire videos and compare them to today's new quote wildfire videos. They're not the same. They're you know they're they're burning, they're burning things, uh, infrastructure. They're taking down cars. They're taking that. They're leaving nature mostly there intact. How are these big trees in between houses still there that aren't touched? I mean, I can burn a really hot fire right here next to one of these trees that I have next to the fire pit, and it'll torch the side of uh, uh, the leaves of one side of this um, uh, tree that I have here. And on accident, if I get you know too much flame going, it's going to touch that. Not these; these are not the same thing. These are directed lasers, you guys. There's a think of a hot laser that you know, laser pointer with a cat. Think about one of those. It's like a directed energy microwave laser that's going and hitting things and they're targeting these things out up from from up above and like
6: i said earlier go back and check out the movie uh uh with val kilmer yeah shared 1985 and that's when we you know i mean that if they're talking about lasers being used for military weapons in '85, it was probably already thirty-year-old technology. If they were going to talk about it in '85, yeah, for now sure. Now to think where they're at—thirty-three years. Well, it's more than thirty-three years now, but it's thirty-three years later, when they tried it on Australia, um, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's pretty suspect.
2: Oh, a hundred percent, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um. Very obvious. He, here's a video from Lockheed, and, and I, this was the one that I played in. Um, the first one. Now, I want to show you this is because that way we can talk about it. Okay. All right. You guys see this? outcast
7: can you hear me? Lockheed Martin uh-huh. produces yes. systems that do everything from detect the threats to identify the threats, determine whether it's a threat to the aircraft, and then employs the appropriate weapon, in this case, a laser weapon system. Go ahead and say something if you want to talk. What we're hearing from our customers is that they need a... Layered, multi-domain, defensive approach that can be integrated across platforms to neutralize these threats across all those domains.
2: This guy right there—he's from. It's called Skunk Works.
7: Imagine an aircraft equipped with a laser system with the capability to, be able to neutralize a threat. Imagine an aircraft—the speed, the speed of a lightning system, the precision with of the, the surgical couple
2: It's crazy. It's crazy. So. All right, Outcast, okay, so we're right here. So, isn't that crazy? I mean, you can see all this stuff. That's one of their promotional videos, you guys. That is Lockheed Martin. Uh, that is Raytheon. That is uh, they have that skunk work skunk work division. If you go look into that stuff, start don't use Google. All right, like I always told you, don't use Google. Get on either um, uh, Brave. That's what I like to use. I use Brave or Start Page. All right, get on out there and. Look at some of these promotional videos. These things have been around for decades, you guys. I mean, straight up, decades. These things have been around, and um, they're using them. They can put them on these balloons. You know, they can go anywhere. Oh, it drives me nuts. Okay, so yeah. Hey, um, we're at the, we're at the end of the show right now, so I'm gonna ask for you to give you know give us a, a word for the week, uh, something to think about, something to go along, and uh, you know those people of Maui. Uh, I pray for you guys in, in Houston. We should, we should bring up Houston because that's going, there's something crazy going on in Houston right now. Started today. That crazy fires there. Mm-hmm. You know anything about lives that in Houston?
6: Yeah. And he's uh he actually, it's on the Houston's a very big area. So it's on the other side of town from him, which is, you know, a good distance away, but he said he was going to try to get an eye on it at some point today. I haven't looked at my Instagram, so maybe he contacted me, but he said that he was going to try to drive by that area. That's supposedly on fire this evening and give me a report. But um, I don't have anything as of yet,
2: Okay, but,
6: okay. So, uh, just, uh, I found something that's kind of, um, appropriate, I think in some ways, um, it's from Psalm 68 and it says, it says, uh, may God arise and may his enemies be scattered. May his foes flee before him as smoke is blown away by the wind. May you blow them away as wax melts before the fire. May the wicked perish before God. Uh, But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God, sing praise to his name, extol him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord and rejoice before him, a father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows. Is God in his holy dwelling? God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a in a sun scorched land i thought these these wow. references to melting and yeah it's pretty interesting when you went out before your people oh god when you marched through the wasteland the earth shook i could go on there's more to a lot more to psalm 68 mm-hmm. but i thought those verses about uh the smoke you know the evil being blown away like smoke and the wicked being melted like wax and that yeah. they lived in a sun scorched land i just i keep thinking that everything that these people reap they're going to sow yeah they are they are unleashing hell on earth as we believe. Um, of course, it's hard for us to prove this, but we uh, we know in our intuition, in our gut. Um, but we serve a greater God. They these people um, they hate God. They live in, a re- in rebellion to God, and they hate His creation. They want to uh, mutate and and bastardize and infect and change and uh, meld with other uh, hybrids. They want to do everything they can to defile God's creation. So. Uh, in closing, I'm going to say, stay positive, stay close to God. He's going to see us through this. Um, he always delivers those who who trust in Him and seek refuge in Him. Uh, we are His uh, remnant. Uh, see yourself as such. Know that as a child of God, you are in you are uh, gifted with power and authority over evil that they fear. If you uh, limit your exposure, like. Like uh, Joel said today, he doesn't even have a TV. Limit your exposure to their propaganda that wishes to diminish your role in God's uh, kingdom. They want us to think we're monkeys. They want us to think we're stupid cattle. They They want us to think that, I don't know that all of their lies, uh, so we don't catch on to who they are if we don't know who we are, and then they can't be held accountable. But we are waking up quickly. That's why they're moving so fast. So be brave, be strong, be bold. Uh, don't let them intimidate you. In the end, God wins. We win um, underneath his victory. Uh, so that's my message for this uh, this evening.
2: Amen to that. That was good, and it's timely. It's, it's perfect for, for today. Um, I'm just checking over here on Rumble. <clears throat> There's a, it says hookah. Hookah says, uh, let me see, there was there was a house blew up in Pennsylvania, was caught on a ring doorbell too. Yes, we saw that. It was like on the top of a hill. This house just exploded and it, it could be a meth lab from what um, we were talking about. Well, guess.
6: that's an interesting po- point that he brings up though, because it, I mean, at some point, if these these cornered rats continue to behave like they are, as we can see, they, they, they're going to just, they can sing a lot of house. There, anybody yeah. that opposes them, they could just try to take out, you know. Oh, for that's, sure. It's a terif- terrifying thought. But, well, um,
2: that's the military industrial complex. They, they do what they do now. Wild. We were warned. We were <laughs> warned about this stuff. Um, let me see. There was a, um, but then there was the tree and the phone pole next to that happens to nothing. She, she says she's only 45 minutes away from Houston. So, hey, stay away from Houston hopefully uh hopefully it doesn't spread. I don't even know exactly what's going on there. I just know that there's a lot of fire, a lot of flame I don't know what what the cause is yet. I haven't looked into it yet uh but Maui, as far as Maui goes, yeah, we know some things are going on with Maui, so it's crazy brother yeah. um
6: okay I, I i don't have an up, update as of yet for my buddy in Houston
2: you don't okay well if you do let's let me know i do have uh, i'm going to go over and check the um uh check our Super chats, dangerous info. Super chats, right here. We have one from Fire Doug. He says, uh, "Super chat entry: Invest in silver." Yeah, so he's jumping in there. And then we have one from Anonymous. He says, "Keep up the good work. Continue to pray for your success. You guys are on the right track." So thank you, Anonymous. And um, yeah, you guys, that's 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 it. We're at another show, and um, you know, I just want to say thanks to Joel, uh, Joel, for being out there and, and coming on today. And and don't forget his uh, website. It's Polyface Farm. Uh, polyfacefarms.com go out there and check that out it was on the screen all night there with him and uh, outcast I can't wait for his new book uh, what do you call it the uh, the homestead uh, tsunami and and you know what that's yeah. happening that's really going on so I'm digging that. I like that stuff so um, yeah that's that's it and thanks to you outcast I'm glad you were here to hang out and and, and meet the new guests with me uh, like I said i've I've known him for quite a long time I've known of him I haven't known him until today. But um, we've been uh, emailing and stuff, so I think we have a good rapport and a good relationship with him. And uh, so you guys check Joel out again. And uh, thanks for all you guys been here in the live. A lot of live action going on the Twitch and the Rumble. So so thanks a lot. And uh, to our new listeners over here on Pilled Foxhole, thank you guys too. And um, everybody's been helping uh, put the show together and and uh, be part of all this. So I want you guys to read the description of tonight's show, you guys, and get in there. Um, send me an email too. send the show an email go over to dangerous info podcast at protonmail.com let me know what's on your mind all right let us know um what what you have uh uh it might be something that you could add to the show so i appreciate that always has somebody has good stories and and good things to think about and, and good things to share so if you guys feel like you have something good to share that needs to be uh told to people email the show dangerous info Info podcast at protonmail.com and also check out our new instagram channel it's at dangerous info podcast so uh appreciate that and uh thanks again you guys for listening to the show i'm jesse james he's outcast as you go through the show uh as you go through the week remember like outcast said be bold and stay stay courageous all right and stay alert for the uh for the government media complex propaganda it's coming at you every level every day we just witnessed it again Alright, so you guys keep an eye on that when you see these things point it out laugh at them expose them and mock them all right for your for your right to live free there's solutions to all this stuff and we uh, we learned about them tonight some of them so uh, be be bold you guys stay out there and uh, stay dangerous my patriot friends we love you guys all right God bless you guys and uh, stay patriot again or stay stay pa- stay dangerous my patriot friends we love you guys so uh that's it. Good night. The... the word smart, right? Remember when smart came along? Smart car, mm-hmm. smart phone, smart meter, smart watch, smart everything. People, you yep. know, I, I I knew right away when I first heard it, um it was, you know, S M S M A R T. People just think it's smart like intelligent. It's not, okay? Smart What it stands for, it's an acronym, self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. Smart. I had no idea. I'm going to repeat that again. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. Okay. Wow. What this is.